good. Hey, sorry I'm late. Happy. You look nice. Thank you. You too. Thank you. New dress? Yes, it is. How'd you know? <laughs> what just happened? Planning a trip? Mm-hmm. Going to Europe. School trip. Get your passport. Peter Parker here to pick up a passport, please. Mini toothpaste? Mm -hmm. Pack your suit. I just want to go on my trip with my friends. Europe doesn't really need a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You look really pretty. Therefore, I have value. No, no, that's not I'm right. messing with you. <laughs> you look pretty, too. I just want to spend some time with MJ. I think she really likes me, dude. That reminds me when I first fell in love. I had just finished my food call. So nice to finally meet you, Spider-Man. You're Nick Fury. Put some clothes on. Let's go for a ride. Is he going to be okay like that? Might want to turn him over so he doesn't swallow his tongue. Nick Fury just hijacked our summer vacation. Awesome! You got gifts, Parker. But we have a job to do. Are you going to step up or not? You're all alone. When your friends are in trouble. What are you going to do about it? You don't want any part of this. Who is that guy? He's like Iron Man and Thor rolled into one. He's no Spider-Man. What is it with you and Spider-Man? What, he looks out for the neighborhood, has a dope suit, and I really respect him. Sup, buttwad? Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, an Avengers podcast. We're back. Here we go again. Oh, You're shit. wearing the wrong shirt. The U.S. team won today. Oh, yeah. But th we're talking about Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home. And also, is it going to release, quote unquote, today? When is today? Dan? I know. Oh, yeah. My bad. Someone's shit. listening to this 10 years shit. in the future. If uh, this is your first podcast, I am wearing a shirt. Um, well, I guess not. Yeah, just you have to describe yeah. everything because <laughs> this is your first podcast. So it's mostly audio. <laughs> If you're not seeing my shirt, it's because podcasts are all audio. <laughs> That's one. Number two, I'm just my shirt, I'm wearing a shirt. Uh, my friend went to London. I got the shirt today and I was like, this is perfect because Tom Holland is from London. Right. right. Uh, mm -hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home, the finale is in, in <clears throat> London. Oh, it's in London. Yeah. So I'm going to wear it today. And let's see the shirt. So you guys got, you're wear John's wearing a Doctor Strange shirt. Yeah, he has no, he's nowhere to be seen in this in this movie. Is Yeah. Uh, and then Andrew's wearing a Texas Rangers everything. Boom. Which, again... Go Rangers. No way to be seen in this movie. Not, not on theme. That's totally true. Delphine, you're the only one on theme. I that's am. Awesome. Uh, Does the so, movie really end in London? Yeah. Yes. I thought they were in France or some shit. This isn't a good start to the pod. Not uh, at all, yeah. I don't remember this I movie. don't think Andrew watched the movie, to be <laughs> yeah. honest with you. It's the one where they all cross over, right? Oh, gosh. Uh, so, we're all, so we're recording uh, to you live from the Geekdom Audio Lab in downtown San Antonio. So if you're like, man, why does it sound good, finally... Yeah, it's because we're not recording on an Apple uh, iPhone Touch. Yeah, we're 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 in a legit podcasting iPod studio. 
Um, and uh, yeah, this is our temporary home uh, or semi home for a lot of the Dolphin Pod shows. So super excited. Uh, do you guys remember when we used to podcast around like a, a campfire? A campfire, and we would be like, that campfire is not recording. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah the, the campfire wouldn't be mic'd up right <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it's really nice to to be here and uh, yeah if you uh live in san antonio and you want to be a part of the geekdom community look them up on uh geekdom.com yeah. yeah yeah sananto homes sananto countdown city baby countdown two city one, two one oh yeah, that's uh, right, the Countdown City. Countdown right. to Pound Town. That's what that's it is. That's not the episode. Yeah, so uh, this podcast is our Avengers podcast. We watched... That, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we watched every single movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of course, everyone else has as well. And originally, we were counting down to Infinity War and also Endgame. And now we are mm-hmm. at the end of that phase. An epilogue of some sort for the Infinity Saga. Technically, uh, yeah. I'd say it's a Sony fueled epilogue yeah. right because i i don't think marvel really wanted to do this the way they did but sony was like you gotta get that movie out there baby yeah, yeah it's it's totally true even the way this movie was marketed um they just you wanted know, to bank off of endgame which makes sense I, w- I would want to also i mean it's i mean it, it makes i mean it like what like drew said it makes perfect sense i mean the marketing is like i think everyone remembers that we saw this trailer um before right. yeah we saw this trailer i think before the end game trailer or maybe around the same time as the end game trailer which was kind of weird because then it kind of like you know you that was a big thing like you know he survives if there's a sequel with right Spider-Man. yeah and then i didn't think it was going to be a big deal but a lot of people actually like that i talked to yeah. like actually did they're just I like didn't well, so know what was gonna happen yeah, so yeah. he's alive and i was like well what the fuck did you like you know they're not gonna <laughs> throw away these like Oh my gosh! These massive IPs and make them billions of dollars. Like. So what? What? So yeah. So we're gonna talk about Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, Far from home. Really, really exciting to talk about. Uh, we're gonna have a trivia game in the middle of this. We'll talk about the cast. Um, then we'll talk about the future of not just Spider-Man but the MCU um, after this movie. And I, I, we're gonna talk about that mid-credit scene because that uh, is a big part of the future. Is that the one that you're excited about? <laughs> mid, I'm so excited. Mid-credit scene. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, um, uh, my name's Emmanuel. I am Andrew. I'm gonna go before John. He was uh, he's about to jump the gun. I saw him. <laughs> hey guys, I'm John, and we're best friends. What? I thought you were gonna say Voltron. Together we are Voltron. Yeah, you guys didn't join in, so defeats my best friends thing. <laughs> Super friends. <laughs> yeah, we we haven't potted in a long time. We haven't together. Um, what? What are you talking about? Oh, we haven't. Like, it's been a while. When was the last time we? Oh, Godzilla. I guess for the ROTS. Godzilla. One. Um, yeah, it's been a while. It's been even longer for this uh, specific format of podcast, uh, Countdown to Infinity. It's been the last time we see, saw or well, you guys heard us um, was during Endgame, the Endgame, uh, Endgame epilogue episodes. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, and yeah. It's been it's quite been some time. Yeah. It's been uh, three years and four weeks. I want to say something before we get on to, well, this leads into the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was kind of burnt out on a bunch of Marvel-related stuff. I was um, kind of glad. Like, it felt like uh, a weight had been lifted off yeah, my shoulders yeah. after I saw Endgame. I was like, finally, like I'm you done. You can just get I into, can, like, something else or something yeah, like that. Um, I can stop talking about it. Yeah, Ugh. and I wasn't even looking forward to this Spider-Man movie that much because of the way... I mean, it looked cool and everything, but, like, I mean, I guess the only draw that, like, caught my eye was Mysterio being, a, um, you know, a character in this movie. But now, um, having said all that and watched the movie... God damn! Like it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty hardcore. Good. It's pretty fun. Very fun. I yeah, mean, and it almost reignited my love for Marvel stuff, which for, was pretty funny because I was like, yeah. again, I really was like getting burnt out there at the very end. It's kind of wild to think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like a serialized 
thing where they're almost like a comic book comic book or a tv <laughs> show like it's very episodic and it is, i mean because it is yeah uh even though that they have like characters that they focus on like this movie spider-man of course the one of the most famous characters in all of marvel if not the, this, this, the number yeah, one he's the poster boy for sure yeah so it's it's kind of crazy to think that um, I, I mean, we'll talk about this movie in a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about it without spoilers, and then we're going to give you a warning, and then you, we're going to talk really far into it. But it's kind of crazy to think about everything that this movie throws at you, but because we are so used to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's very okay and it's very normal, because this mm-hmm. movie explores a lot, so many damn themes, and mm-hmm. we're just very okay with it at this point. Partially because we've seen all these movies, but I could totally t- get like a regular moviegoer can go into this movie and if you listed out everything they're trying to explore in this movie, they'd be like, okay, like cool. Like I haven't read comic books. I've seen a, a ton of these Marvel movies. I understand what they're trying to do, yeah. which is insane because this movie is hardcore parkour when it comes to just Marvel Marvel stuff. Stuff in general. Yeah. It's wild. Um, but yeah, let's get started. Let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about uh, spiders first. What do you guys think about them? How many legs do you think an animal should have before it becomes a spider? Probably eight. Okay, good. Uh, And then after that, it's the classification. Callers, let us know what you think of of how many legs a spider should have. Okay, uh, let's do the man part of that. How many legs do you think a man should have? Oh, you know what? Let's not go down that road because... Three legs. Okay. (laughs) Let's uh, let's talk about our first impressions. You guys saw this movie well before I did. What did you guys think of Spider-Man Far From Home without spoiling anything? Spoiling? When spoiling the Fantastic anything. Four came out at the Oh, end. no. We got to delete that. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, I'm, try, I'm still trying to figure out the new editing thing on this. I don't think I can delete anything <laughs> from this point on. You should probably get like some- uh, You should some, probably get schooled, son. Or you have no, a pen or paper nearby just in case? Nah, <laughs> fuck it. No, no, no. We'll do it live. I, I, I think this is like uh, we're recording on one of those old-fashioned Thomas Edison- uh, audio, wow, xylof- not xylophone, you know, m- one of those really old things and you can't erase anything and it's just, it's like it's live radio. Forever. It's there yeah. forever. That's kind of crazy. Um, it's got a radio. I think you <laughs> can physically cut things back in the day though. That's where the yeah, term that's came from. <laughs> yeah. On, on xylophones? Uh, <laughs> so, um, Andrew, what do you think? Uh, first impressions of Spider-Man without spoiling anything? Did you like it? What were some things that you thought about it? Um, yeah, uh, I was kind of in the same place that John was at. Um, I didn't know how this was going to measure up because I mean, how do you follow Endgame? You know, um, it's it's pretty uh, difficult. A couple of movies have done it in the past pretty well. Like uh, even the last Spider-Man movie was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, that's why I think I didn't have such high hopes for it because I wasn't as big as a, a fan of um, the first Spider-Man movie. Which it, you know, Tom Holland was a really really cool um, uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man. He's the closest I think we have to the most comic uh, book accurate but um that being said i was a really big spider-man as a kid growing up with the cartoon and some of the video games like you know um where you fight the the carnage uh dr octopus and um the the spider-man uh, sam raimi trilogy movie video games also ultimate spider-man and whatnot and uh, growing up with even more cartoons like a uh, spider-man unlimited and stuff I was a really big fan back then, but I then I kind of fell off and I um, wasn't as uh, interested anymore. So seeing this movie really reignited um, a lot of nostalgia for me, like see, especially seeing Mysterio with him being in um, a really big character in the 90s cartoon and a couple of the sequences reminding me of a lot of the video games I played. So um, yeah, it kind of 
set me on this like uh nostalgic trip like it made me want to dig up all the old spider-man stuff that you know i i used to be into and uh watch those and play those and stuff like that and i mean the movie was was really really awesome it's got one of the best scenes in the marvel cinematic universe history which i think is really cool because after 22 23 movies you'd figured that they would start to run out of ideas Mm -hmm. and the fact that this one felt so fresh um it really made it really um kind of made me confident in this uh, cinematic universe post Endgame, post uh, the first uh, uh, Avengers wave, I guess. Yeah, cool. Yeah, super exciting to see how they can still continue to push the envelope and be different. Not just, I mean, we're talking about some of the visual elements of this movie. Pretty insane sure. stuff. Yeah. But even just, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's hard not to repeat some certain themes because these are all set in the same universe and right, they're all yeah. superheroes and there's something that keeps them all together and there's even something similar. tougher about this franchise because this is not That's the true. first time this franchise has been around like the Three, specific spider-man franchise uh, just in live action big budget multiple origin stories multiple like incarnations actors, like, yeah. yeah we just had a very great um Beat movie the spider-man yeah into the spider-verse which is like you know it's true which um if we're going by you know i mean this movie still doesn't top that but it's very it's a pretty damn Ooh, close shots one. shots fired, fired. I, I guess john said if it's all spider-verse yeah, don't go watch this <laughs> john what were your first impressions of spider-man far from home uh something very similar to what drew was saying I okay was then, what, cool. then, why? Right, cool. then why i was like emmanuel yeah, what did you kidding. say <laughs> i was going on to that um yeah um i think um i liked homecoming uh, a whole lot like spider-man homecoming a was lot? really cool um i don't want to say like a lot but i liked okay, it cool. better than most you know most other people I feel like did. And it was a very fun movie. It's still the most grounded Spider-Man's ever been. Um, I didn't get a whole lot of actual like Spider-Man like moments from that movie, even though like Peter Parker, uh, Tom Holland as, as Parker plays him, like, you know, the way you think he would or the way you think Spider-Man would be really like, you know, cause he doesn't look, I think I've said this before on that podcast. Um, he doesn't look like a, like a middle-aged dude, like the way Garfield or, or, um, mcguire look like yeah. you know the crow's, a, the crow's feet he's a little baby boy yeah so he actually kind of <laughs> looks like a like a kid and you can believe that this guy is a teenager with some some problems and stuff um watching this movie kind of blew me away it was pretty crazy i don't not a you know um spider-man's a character that like uh, i've always kind of had a love hate relationship with because um the character oh my itself, god do you know him no it, i mean not like that. i mean it's just because like i think Peter he was Parker. one of my um him and the x-men were technically like my introduction into marvel heroes they were your first john right and your marvel first heroes. is important because it's special popped right. it as i got older like <laughs> you know spider-man kind of like uh like spider-man comics you know because they're they're basically they're about this teenage kid who had like a bunch of angst and problems and stuff like and, you um, i guess so like it's just um but it, <laughs> like i guess what i'm trying to get you're actually not not wrong but i was like you got, you've been bitten by a spider before right exactly boom there you go <laughs> but yeah. no but the thing is like um and you shoot white stuff really, everywhere all the time i didn't really like to be reminded of, of things like especially when i was in high school like of things that you know being a loser would be like which is kind of like Ooh. what parker would be or something mm, like that. we got real so uh i mean not that that was like a huge like loser in high school oh but, bummer <laughs> Anyway, but that's what um, Spider-Man's always kind of spoken to me as character-wise, kind of like that. Um, he is a really cool and exciting hero to watch, um, whether it be in all of his incarnations, like, you know, movies, uh, at least you would hope so. Or... Yeah, yeah, animated, um, comic books, um, and um, and Spider-Man Far From Home, um, man, it trumps anything that I've seen 
uh, live action Spidey in a in a long time. Yeah. Probably since probably since the Raimi trilogy. Yeah, like Trump. it's probably been the the best. Um, I agree. Adaptation since the since the Raimi trilogy. Yeah, I I think um, since I, the first or second one. I feel like that's uh, kind of crazy. Before I live, we, oh sorry sorry what oh, I, was, I say oh, live action because I, I, I feel something. like Spider Man Into the Spider Verse still kind of was really good yeah like and there's something you with that movie that this movie doesn't do I think it's just because it's animated like it's it's that they can do yeah yeah it's it's so that move that movie is just is, is bonkers it's awesome yeah I I think I already talked about a lot of what this movie does in terms of uh, introducing a lot of new themes and and reflecting on a lot of really old themes um uh, do you guys know what retconning is have you ever heard of that nope. Yeah. I just recently learned what that word actually means. Oh, really? And it's basically all of the MCU, yeah. which is like going all, back all and, the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so I, I mean, uh, yeah. So this movie, I think, uh, I listened to uh, the uh, the producer Amy Pascal from Sony talk about how uh, they always want the uh, personal story of Spider-Man to be at the forefront. And then, of course, the superhero and action stuff a second. takes yeah. a tickets take, takes a back seat, um, and yeah. that's really I, I don't think it's necessarily unique now to the MCU, but it's pretty unique to the character of Spider Man to have a lot of very personal conflict and emotional stuff going on. I'm going to disagree and say that it's not very new to the character. I think it's new from what we're seeing in this MCU version. Yeah, because I do think that the Raimi especially the Raimi ones. The Raimi ones were like human stories first and then like, and then it got very theatrical opera. Yeah. Like superhero, like at the oh, very yeah. end. And, and part of me thinks though, Same thing goes for the Garfield one. They, they really try to ham up the Garfield, yeah. I mean, not the second movie, but that first one, they really try to like, you know, really try to, you know, hit you on the head with like Garfield's, um, Peter Parker's like emotional problems and stuff like that. Well, I know you just said that this was one of the best live action and this is kind of an off thing, but I think Spider-Man two is still maybe one of my top. Live I, that, action. That's Spider-Man. why I, I probably. That's why I had to say like one of the best ones. And I think. So John, since, I think you're wrong. I think voters no, get online. I still think kidding. like Spider-Man Two still might trump this a little bit. Yeah. Um. That being said, the I one mean, with Doc Ock. In right, case yeah. you guys not ama- Alfred yeah. Molina. It has Joel McHale. But nothing since then, live action wise, has been like even all the MCU ones. Like you know, even his, his Civil War appearance and all that stuff. Like. Far From Home, like, is, is the best one yeah. since Spider-Man 2, basically. I, that's my opinion. Yeah, it's so... Yeah, so this movie is very much a... Uh, yeah, it, 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 it... I don't want to spoil two things, because I have very specific things I want to say right, yeah. about this movie. But I did but, want to... I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I did mean... I was just saying that, like, the themes were kind of, like, very familiar to me. Yeah. Like, because uh, it is about, like, Spider-Man kind of trying to not be Spider-Man anymore. Mm-hmm. He wants to kind of, like... And that's, his own thing. And, that's and that's one of the biggest parts of the movie is it's it's like the reverse homecoming because homecoming yeah, is mm-hmm. him wanting to meet Avenger and him not wanting to do any teenage now, stuff yeah. at all. And he, this is he the opposite. Thanos and he's like, no, yeah, take it back. I, I don't want to be an Avenger anymore. Can I and get then, this back? Yeah. I will say this about the movie is there were some really big choices in it that um, uh, I I enjoyed, but maybe like I mean, we'll we'll talk, we're gonna talk about the mid credit scene in a Ooh. little bit. But it's the most interesting <clears throat> part of the movie, and it wasn't the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, I in, get a, you. in a little yeah. weird way, um, which I don't mind. But it's 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 if you if you're thinking of just like the story and the plot, like it, it's there, almost nothing like it, that happens in this movie is close to the yeah. two minute. I think, or like 30 second thing that happens. I think I saw later. a review like that saying like with this scene itself, it kind of like made you way more excited for the next movie, more so than the movie you just watched. Yeah. So like, which it, is, yeah, I guess the job funny. of that. Yeah. That yeah, scene. I but so. I, I can't think of another mid credit credit scene. Well, there were two really big ones. I can't think of another MCU 
and we'll come back to this because we're talking about later. I can't think of another MCU movie that had two really important after credit scenes like this one. Yeah, had. one of them is always like a comedic yeah, one, or one like is something nothing, for nothing. But both of these are pretty huge for the MCU. But that's the a biggest pair you've ever seen. I know. If and if that doesn't entice you to go watch this movie, you should be pretty enticed now. Andrew's outside to drive you. So get, go outside your front uh, uh, lawn, or if you're at work, anywhere you are. Andrew knows where you are, and don't, he's outside. He'll drive you. Yeah, yeah. Don't scratch the car door. Yeah. Don't find, fuck up. Find the scariest looking car around you. He's in that one. Uh, try to open the door, and he'll drive you there to the movie. Try to. <laughs> try to. You won't be able to. Uh, but yeah, so I'll give you like a minute. To turn it off, not a minute. If you haven't seen it, because okay, we're about to go, like, we're about to go ham up in this bitch. The Spider Verse. Okay, cool. So now we're into the Spider Verse, uh, into the spoiler Spider Verse. So I'm just gonna go through some of the themes. I don't know if you guys have other ones that you want to throw in here. But Actually, go for it. You, you're probably the one who's spoiled who's the seen fuck out of most this. recent because yeah. like Drew and I have kind of saw yeah, it like about this a week be before a refresher. Yeah, me yeah, and John yeah, are gonna, it, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna go. So I put. Uh, the themes because when, when I say that like it introduces so fucking much it really does n- including the mid credit and after credit thing but here are some of the themes I think and I'll just start so I, I put them into three categories and tell me if there's more just to build this list because for a movie normally you have like three or four but this movie has a lot of them right. um, in terms I'm going to start with the personal stuff first there's the normal superhero thing which is like responsibility what it means to be with a hero great power comes great responsibility and with small power no responsibility with small power a little di- no, i'm sorry go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh bring that bde to the podcast andrew you know what that is nope body that odor big dick, dick energy. energy oh shit bring some of that to the pod okay buddy okay <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, they talk about death in this i mean there's some really fantastic romances like love sequences very comedic um, yeah almost like in a john hughesian sense mm-hmm. yeah for him there's the interesting happy hogan thing that's going on with his aunt are you my papa yeah and he's also going becoming an adult papa there's the political me. themes of this movie which is a lot about uh fake news this fake is the news. most oh yeah this is the most trump uh, like on the nose uh trump Satire, era yeah, yeah. mcu movie i think uh, ever made literally fake news and we'll talk about it yeah the, the ending credits too um and then for, in terms of comics the things they introduce uh some of it is fake news like multiverse stuff which i'll ask you guys questions about they introduce the elementals we talk about some of the big stuff like spider-man's identity spider-man's um, identity yeah. yeah the scrolls uh, Avengers, and then they definitely one of the biggest clouds of this movie is the fact that it comes after Endgame, where people Re- reappear. reappear. What the do they call it? blipping the blip. in this the movie? Blip. What are some? Are there other themes Blip-em that I didn't up. write down that you guys? I think you might have taken them all. I mean, because I do want to just save the Mysterio talk for its own thing. Um, but um, most of those things that you just said are like you know, it's I mean, a lot. It's a lot in this movie, and, and it's I, in one movie. That being said, I mean, most of these things are touched upon very briefly. Like yeah. this, the one we're about to talk about right now, which I guess confirms what we were talking about on the Endgame one, mm-hmm. is the uh, the blip. So when these people, apparently whenever people disappeared the first time, they just disappeared. And when um, Hulk snapped them back into existence, um, apparently they just appeared where they stood. Well, yeah. so pe- some people died. Some people died because they probably fell out of the air. A second time or whatever. Yeah. Some people were yeah. on a boat. And, that, and I think that was one of the... Space. No, some like, people actually died because I think they don't know what the fuck happened to them. Oh, you know what I mean? And they just show up. And they show up and they just die. <laughs> yeah, but and I think that's a really interesting thing that we dark. just... And and this movie kind of glosses over it, to we be honest about with it. you. We joked about it's it. We joked about it on the Endgame. Yeah, yeah. We, we joked about it on the Endgame podcast because I remember thinking like, well, I mean, so this guy who was like, you know, 
who was like you know in a helicopter like in a in a fighter jet like he, he just appeared and he just fell out of the air it's wild yeah. and the yeah i mean and, and there's even um one of the main foils to spider-man is a dude who mj who likes mj but didn't didn't he blip or he didn't blip or there, like a there's something with him. So he's like 26. Yeah, no, he's not 26, but he was younger, and because he didn't blip, he's now their age. Their age. Yeah, so that makes yeah. sense. So when they remember him, he was just a little kid, and now he's in their grade, and he's like hotter. Or yeah, whatever. I told John. I said I found that kind of convenient that all of Spider-Man's supporting cast got snapped Perfect, away. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So so that way, like, no one was older. Like, Flash could have been like 21, but they made him go back to like 10th grade because he didn't finish up school or some shit like that. You know. Well, the director got to know everything about Endgame before because, of course, he was. Yeah. Making Making this movie, well, and, and yeah, he had to. Every, so did Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Holland, and and he. They, I think they filmed it simultaneously. I remember hearing Tom Holland in a, on a interview say that he, they they were filming on the same stage. He would shoot a scene from Far From Home, run across the lot to a different director to a different movie to shoot Endgame stuff, and then back and forth, and back, back and, and forth. forth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it so the blipping is a really big part of this, and but the bigger hole in this movie is the the emptiness the void that iron man left um, oh yeah that's i guess the in whole, the world yeah. more than bl- the blipping this was a greater yeah. effect like i i almost who's, saw who's more people his place yeah he's gonna take his place i saw more people worried about that than the fact that like something insane just happened personally to yeah, everyone to everybody sure. yeah and there's people there you know what going back to blipping well the teacher didn't have a really funny yeah story he thing. had a joke that like you know that apparently i mean it wasn't a joke it's real to him but it's like, not funny it's something that was joking to us because you know we were always like getting crazy with the scenarios like what if you know what if you're like fucking and then like you just like disappeared Whoa, in the snap Jesus, or something john what does that even mean and they, yeah, <laughs> they had that that video of it was like a meme where you know some girl like people who were giving bjs during the oh my god during the <laughs> the, the decimation the, yeah. yeah and then it had a, some girl cinnamon challenge like her throwing up like all the fucking powder andrew isn't that <laughs> funny terrible. hey someone but made it you guys, okay. that one. That you guys need to stop bringing bde right now the thing is like that, that big dick energy but like that thing we're talking about with the martin stars uh line in the movie where he's like he says that like i thought my wife blipped but she just ran off with like a friend of mine like, and you lied know? about it right yeah and lied about it it's kind of funny like it's, to, it's very yeah. funny because like i feel like that's like the type of jokes we made that being said i think they gloss over it because like it would get a little dark if we yeah, start thinking the about more it you start yeah. thinking yeah. well yeah. so how how long after endgame does five this years. pick up it's five, five years reasons. yeah so like yeah. it's probably just very fresh like i think the um i think tony stark had just died maybe maybe a couple of weeks or so or maybe a month before the movie starts hmm like I think it, this literally takes place maybe like a month after like Endgame or so. Because what, what if Cause we they talk- say they they restart their academic year? Yeah, because it's just like a lost year yeah, or something so like that. Like, so some, yeah, something like that happens. So, so what do you think about one of the biggest um, parts that was interesting about uh, Spider-Man even joining the MCU and in the movies he has, uh, which is Iron Man is a really big presence in in this. Yeah, in this. In not just in this, but most of the Spider-Man. Uh, not just well, yeah, the Spider-Man films in the MCU because that was a big complaint for some people. For Homecoming was yeah. like, hey, why he's doesn't Iron he just Boy. have his own? Yeah, it's not Spider-Man. Like, it's movie. Iron Boy. Even when yeah. it comes to like the tech, he has. He's literally there's a scene in this movie where he is Iron Man on the plane with Happy Hogan as yeah. they play. I don't know how I still feel about that because yeah. it's still kind of weird to me that he's like so. I mean, I get it because in this this version is grounded to you know because he was you know basically found by iron man well and also they didn't want to redo the um origin 
Yeah, the Uncle Ben thing. So we need yeah. another Uncle Ben. Like, who's going to be the, the uncle, you know, the cool uncle. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, and because this technically is a with great responsibility type of movie. It's mm. just, like, it just kind of goes You got to rise slower. up and, like, you know, it's, it's demanded of you. Yeah, I mean, that being said, it does make sense. I mean, because, like, where was Spider-Man? I mean, I guess you can always you can always just have the argument that Spider-Man made all this shit himself in the older movies. And he did, you know, cause we actually get some scenes like that. Yeah. yeah. But in this one, it's like, you know, how would he, how would he do like webs like that? If he wasn't backed by someone like Stark or something. Well, and like also that. you'd imagine that like a kid like that. Yeah. He's got, maybe he's got some resources, but he's not rich. He can't like put all this stuff together himself. He's supposed to be some kid in a low income family, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What I, I don't have a huge... So, I think if they end up just making three Spider-Man movies, I think I would be a a little concerned because, like, man, half of those movies were semi-Iron Man movies. movies, But in the context of, like, this is just kind of just a prolonged origin to six or ten Spider-Man movies, I have zero problems because it's, you know, something that made his character who he is right now but yeah but uh, for me it's contingent of like the context of the movie was were these just the beginning of spider-man stuff or was this it for for it i feel like you're getting that too like i feel like we do get like an actual like by the end of this movie um we're at the end of the origin of spider-man like he's full on spider i mean we even see him swinging through new york which is something we didn't see him do in homecoming really Yeah, yeah. yeah so like i think we're we're definitely there at this point so like i would I would kind of like my third Spider-Man movie to be less Iron Man-y. Yeah. That being said, it's kind of weird. You kind of have to, um, you kind of have to keep that element around because, like, now that you made a Happy Hogan like a like a supporting player and you know and stuff like that, those all those are all people that come from Iron Man's universe. But this one is very, very, very like lack of Iron Man heavy because um, you that the movie does not let you forget that yeah and it's what, yeah and it's the main character uh development in uh tom holland's character well, peter parker and one of the MacGuffins is like his yeah it's like oh this is like straight up iron man stuff yeah edith right or yeah. uh yeah uh, what do you uh, so let's talk about edith um because there's nothing that the mcu loves more than an acronym and a computer and a voice actor yeah. that can control everything edith which stands for every even Wait, what is even it? In, every good boy does fine. No, no. even in death, I'm the hero. Yeah, even, yeah, even yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think of of the of Edith and what uh, or what it m- became, which was like basically the literal passing the torch. Like yeah. that is the torch like for the being key, Iron Man. The keys to the world. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can literally do anything you wanted to with that. But uh, I thought it was um, I, I don't know. I, thought, I, I always hated. Not not hated, but I always disliked that about the MCU and how uh, Robert Downey Jr. centric it was. I guess. Yeah. Um, because these characters again transcend the actors that portray them. I know that he was like the the beginning one and all that, and but um, that was kind of what irked me about the first one, uh, Homecoming, was that it was like it was Iron Man one point or three point five, you know, mm. basically. And um, to me, I didn't think like they really had that kind of relationship in like the comics or anywhere else. It's kind of very. Oh really. Well, I'm I'm sure they do have. I mean, he had that relationship with a bunch of because he's a kid, you know. He's yeah. Got, he got the relationship with Cap. He's got the relationship with Iron Man. But it's not just with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I think he. Um, 
just being a kid again being around the avengers you learn from everybody but um i get that they literally have to do a passing of the torch this, this is a really cool way to bring him to the forefront because he is like they're kind of setting him up to be like the the more the most important character the leader, in MCU, leader. which is weird because again you never know what's going to happen at post the sony deal are yeah. they going to renegotiate and redo this are they going to take him away from you what's going to happen are they going to sell, sell him to you so uh in case you hadn't listened to the other podcasts and you're confused about the sony deal and you're wondering mm-hmm, like yeah. who gets to make what um, and we've explained it, I think, twice now. Yeah, but basically, Give them the cliff notes. Yeah, here we go. Uh, they do good time, make movie money, fun. Yeah. No. Nice. So with, uh, Sony uh, was able to work with Marvel Studios to share custody of Peter Piker, Peter Park Piker, <laughs> Peter Parker, and Spider Man. Porker. Uh, the deal means that uh, Spider Man can be used in MCU movies like the Avengers, where he's a part of a giant team. Um, and uh, the deal also means that Sony would would distribute uh, these Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, uh, but Marvel gets full creative control. Mm-hmm. That's why Amy Pascal, who is who was the president of Sony, is a producer on this movie. I will say though that it seems like uh, Kevin Feige, Feige yeah, is really close friends with Amy Pascal. So right, yeah, how if, close? so close they can almost taste her Ooh, that makes sense too i mean because i think feige was um i oh shit i can't maybe i should probably fact check that but i feel like he was a um he worked on the uh, older consultant yeah for the Marvel older spider-man movies, movies. yeah uh, avi arad is still a a damn producer on this movie which mm. i saw in his name in the credits which is which surprised me but like i don't think he he's letting go of the rights i think him and he owns those rights yeah. with sony i think yeah, so it's, like it's so I I feel like they're because they do have to renegotiate. There's only one other Spider-Man standalone movie left yeah, to be made. Out, yeah, and then they have um, to legally. Have to renew, yeah, but I feel good about that. Oh yeah, because I mean you're making a ton of money now. Yeah, and you you're broke not records. Yeah, on a summer and a Tuesday and a Wednesday. <laughs> You so know. I don't I don't think I, I, I feel good about them continuing whatever this sure. relationship is. I think, John, you're worried that uh, Sony will feel ballsy and be like, look, Venom did well. Like, you know. Yeah, let's put them all together. Holland did well. Morbius with uh, well, Jared Leto. And yeah, then, yeah, like, sure. Marvel gave you, like, the basis. So, like, why wouldn't you just kind of follow that suit and, like, that formula and you can just kind of do it yourself? Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Sony will probably get to that point. And I think in this, after watching this movie, um, it makes me um, a little bit less hostile towards that fact. Because yeah. I was like, I guess it could be cool if done very well. I think, though, that there are a lot of the financial success. I mean, we talk about how Tony Stark was a big part of the first one. But I feel like maybe they decided consciously we need to tie this into the money making machine, which is MCU. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we people need to and see Iron Man and be like, "There's Iron Man the in this. I gotta watch this." That's right. very, very, um, very, very true. It's kind oh, yeah. of like and, a. And it's very on the nose. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of like a, a really I don't know jaded approach to thinking about it to be like, oh well, it didn't matter that the story was about finding an, an Uncle Ben type character. It was just people would want to see yeah, oh, yeah. Iron Man. Letting go of Iron Man. But I don't, that's what it's about. I don't think that's untrue. I think they were very conscious of what... And then yeah, partially too, right? Like yeah. this movie came out. This is the third Marvel movie this, this year. year. Yeah. Partially because they were going to get some runoff from that damn Endgame. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. runoff B, baby. Yeah. So I don't mind. And then Nick Fury also in every single one of those. How exciting for him. Yeah, that's so crazy. Really Three cool. movies. You see, you see Nick Fury more often now than you did like four years ago with whatever Marvel movies were coming yeah, out then. That's true. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the big uh, new thing in this movie, which is the villain 
Um, or should I say the team of villains? I don't know. Uh, but Mysterio. So before we talk about Jake Gyllenhaal and how he plays into the movie, Mysterio in the comic books, I, he's a visual effects dude, mm-hmm. right? Or something like that. He's a visual effects artist. But give us a cliff notes of, uh, let me uh, b- bring some of your BDE to uh, Mysterio. So Mysterio, Quentin Beck Quentin is a... Beck. Um, the VFX to artist. me is um I thought to me he was a B-list villain, but apparently everyone feels different. He's like kind of like one of one looks, of the more recognizable. Yeah, um, that's what I said. He Spider-Man looks, villains. He, he wears, looks like a villain. He wears like a green suit. And he has a purple cape. He has a fishbowl. Fishbowl. A fishbowl uh, as a helmet. Um, Quentin Beck was a failed actor turned visual effects artist yeah. in the comic. Um, it would have been part of like if there would have been a comic accurate one it would have been all about the bees yeah movies. so like um movies. so he's basically a guy who feels like he's wronged and wants attention so he makes these illusions and in his early appearances he would basically try to trick the public into thinking that spider-man was bad yeah um so he would make the but he's just a regular guy i mean he gets to parker in the comics or in anybody he's fighting really with his illusions so he he used to have these little boxes that he would make um out of like you know um you know, because he was a effects artist, and they would basically shoot out like these, um, these grand things, like either monsters or something. Or it would make himself look big, almost kind of like a little trippy drug type of state. Like yeah. whenever he would do stuff to Parker, LSD in your face. Yeah, it almost because like Sp- Spider Man ends up like you know, um, the classic like you know cartoon one that you would see like Spider-Man's punching something and it's not really Mysterio or like you know, he's fighting it's like a, a, um, um, a hall of mirrors yeah. and they're all Mysterio or, or something which I think or... happens in the movie yeah yeah Boom. yeah we actually get some of that stuff in here which is like was really exciting when I got to that part that's the scene that I said is one of the best in the MCU so history so he's very different from in this movie um, he's technically not the um, not the 616 Mysterio even though there's a lot of uh, reference to that yeah there's they, they juked us I mean yeah yeah even, even Marvel did Mysterio us too because Everything that they were showing you led you to believe that the, it was a he multiverse, was from a hero, yeah. like Spider a, from, from a hero thing. Yeah, so he he introduces himself as a guy who's who fled his, his own Earth in this multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, he fled his own Earth because of these things called the elementals that um that um, attacked his planet. Yeah, and but, I feel like they were also kind of trolling because we're going to talk about all the themes of fake news and stuff. But Marvel itself, in a way, was trolling us because we buy into these theories like the multiverse very quickly. Yeah, because they're comic book. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and also again like Spider Verse. Yeah. So it's like oh, literally just it. happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think that not, not trolling, but it was a great way for us to kind of check what our perceptions are, uh-huh. even when it comes to just watching these movies and well, being like, you can tell me the most insane thing, and I'm on board what there's a glove and you need stones and it kills half the people i'm on board were you yeah. were you actually legitimately shocked Convinced about the some mysterio of this stuff no because no. okay. I, I knew mysterio was i knew what his deal was yeah, 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 yeah. i well, know he was a bad guy but for me it was just going to be ha- i thought the i wasn't uh i did buy into the multiverse thing i think we talked about on the pod i was like oh this yeah. is how they're gonna do the X-Men. Is that gonna do all this shit? That's how I knew that it was fake. The fact that it came out of Mysterio or like Jake Gyllenhaal's mouth in the trailers, I was like, oh, everyone knows Mysterio like tricks you. Like, yeah, he's that, a liar. That, that's his big thing. Well, so, what, I did believe it. Fake news. Let's talk about Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, fantastic actor. I wish but, I knew how to quit you. Oh yeah, and uh, is that that's Brokeback Mountain? Oh yeah. Sorry, I thought that was a the Notebook reference, but nope. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I don't know my rom-coms. Go on. Rom-coms. What was I saying? Oh, so Jake Gyllenhaal has this really fantastic way 
when he turns on the evil in Velvet Buzzsaw or Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, the craziness that he can provide when, and it seems like he's having fun with it is a really cool part, but I was, so I knew he was going to be able to deliver on that end. It's visibly disturbing too when you're watching him. Like it makes you feel really uneasy. Yeah. He looks disturbed. (laughs) (laughs) But I was really surprised with his... Um, kind of empathetic heroic side in this movie yeah, it was yeah, awesome. yeah. and that's why I was still kind of, I knew he was a bad guy but Whenever. it still was a little surprising because well, I was like he's pretty genuine with well, Peter Parker and being like toned down and that's kind part of, of empathetic what I like too because he came like in the comics again his origin being from the industry he's still kind of putting that into play with like acting and like having to be this fake hero that he wants you know people to basically follow and things like that yeah. I, I really like that aspect of uh, but of they didn't do that in this movie they definitely Iron Man this role as well yeah see that's that's where where more of my frustration comes yeah. from basically although I will say that like this one kind of it makes a little that bit more sense that is retconning speaking of retcon yeah uh, Mysterio's a retcon yeah yeah, yeah he is oh, a, cool, cool, he's cool. the guy who everybody uh, that Mysterio has working for him is a retcon. retcon yeah they're all like they're all disgruntled um, ex-Stark employees that apparently we've seen before in older movies yeah. like you know um, and I'm so happy for them they got a paycheck out of this it's yeah. nice they were like I did that extra work in the they first all, Iron Man they all became terrorists for some yeah. reason and yeah. they might be in the next one because yeah. they didn't really yeah, that's, yeah, they all that's, just, what happened to him. that's the cool thing is that anybody could be Mysterio with that illusions effect yeah. thing. They can have him come back from the dead and freak out Peter Parker and Peter Parker thinks this is crazy, but it's a different person playing him, you know, type thing. Yeah, I think that that was a really interesting part of this was the fact that it, it wasn't just Mysterio. He did have a team of coders. I think he was in charge. Ultimately. He had someone that was writing the story for him. Yeah. So like that Earth 616 uh, multiverse BS and like the elementals, someone wrote for him. Yeah. And there was also a big element of uh, comedy when there was that girl who just steamed his uh, oh, yeah, cape. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still it's need it. One cape, yeah. Um, one of those guys, and I'm going to look it up, I, I believe is... This is in the first Iron Man. And I I'm believe just... he's the actor from... Um, Oh, hold on. I'm going to make sure this is correct before okay, I quiz cool, you guys yeah, on this. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about, uh, well, yeah, let's stick with Mysterio. 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 So he, Mysterio, is, um, he created the barf technology that um, yeah. apparently yeah. Which is makes why an illusion. Everyone was thinking it was going to play something big in Endgame, remember? We thought they that. Saw it, but I'm pretty sure that they were just moving it across the set for, <laughs> for this movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're like, hey, just put it on that set for Endgame so everyone thinks that it's for that one. But it's really and then, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wheel it over for, to the next set. Barf is a huge... Uh, like uh like part of human hanging yeah for okay. space balls <laughs> well well from the from his barf's introduction in civil war it was a big loose end that you were like okay why did they even introduce that thing like yeah. what oh, was oh yeah yeah uh-huh. and i think they they definitely talked about it here where there it was like this amazing technology and he was just using it for for therapy for therapy so, or something, something like that, yeah. but as an audience member you're like yeah i remember when they introduced that and then didn't do anything with it yeah for, yeah I guess like a, a several movies now, um, uh-huh. but yeah. So uh, yeah, what, what? So he, there's also this element of drones and stuff that. Uh, well, that's what Edith is in charge of. Edith it's controls. Like, it's basically like the armor suit that he wanted Ultron to be. He ended up getting satellites apparently in place that could possibly defend Edith is people like the perfected, from the perfected Ultron. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. So that in a way, like yeah, it, in, with the the amount because they said there's multiple satellites and Mysterio only needed one to make a really giant yeah. sized, you know, whatever. 
but um yeah yeah that was really cool um and that makes the mysterious plan way more believable too because like you're kind of wondering how it couldn't have been those little cubes and stuff that he throws out like in the show like it can't be like that right um but when you find out like i think that first hint of uh that first hint of the drones is when um when spider-man as as night monkey is fighting uh the night monkey, the night monkey. as fighting uh the molten man um hologram uh and like you know he he shoots a he shoots a web at like he tries to web up a molten man i think and then it it hits something invisible and yeah. like he's able to like pull it back and it's apparently like a, a one, of the, one of the projectors one it of ma- the cubes it does yeah. make sense though that you do need multiple people to make sure all this is working because these are heavily staged they're, stuff yeah they're, and that was the part for me that i was like oh but the damage is real it's real yeah but and then you you see it like how they, like, they do sh- they the, shoot like the you dr- know. when the drones can do like a bunch of things they yeah. send like a pulse through like the water and like because it also means like you know because everyone's um everyone's fixated on the actual illusion like they don't notice the small little it's like basically like magic like mm-hmm. you know they don't notice like what's actually going on like you know like oh all the this, flash and flare yeah like all this all this you know the, uh, the building could have been rigged or something with bombs already and it just looks like you know um molten man like hit something. fake news yeah exactly something the like conspiracies that. baby um, um so I, I found out and this is cur- so i'm gonna i'm gonna quiz you guys on so one of the guys um, twice william ginter riva from the guy from the uh who was getting yelled at at the first iron man obadiah movie, stain by obadiah he's an actor Yep, and I, I promise you, you've recognized him from something, and you've seen his movie, probably a lot. Is it a movie or a show? It's a movie. Uh, you, um, whoever guesses it first will. Get I don't it. remember I'll, I'll how keep, he looks like. I'm gonna so. keep giving you guys he's, clues. He's bald, and he has like I a mustache. He was, bald, he was like... a child actor, and it's from the movie you guys probably see. Home Alone during I'm the holidays. Oh shit! I all the got time. It. Die Hard. He's also a really National big Lampoon's time vacation. producer director now, uh, along with John Favreau. He produced Elf. Iron Man. You're closer. Uh, let me see. What else oh, can uh, I give uh, you guys? Uh, 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 oh, I know. Christmas Carol. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Peter, yeah. Peter Billingsley, who is I the star it. of the Christmas Carol. I did it. Uh, John Fuck. He produced with uh, Iron Man with uh, with uh, with Favreau, and uh, yeah, he, he plays the dude with the glasses I did it. in this movie. So a little bit of a, I guess, not an Easter egg. Well, but Ralphie, you meant? Good for him. Ralphie, yeah. I was trying to remember the name of his shotgun. What is it? Red Rider. Red Rider a Christmas BB gun. Story. That's what did I, I say. Christmas Carol. Yes, that's <laughs> oh, what man. I was like. When nice. the fuck do we watch Christmas, Christmas Carol? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Fuck. We are fake news ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Over here. We, we just mysterioed your ass. Um. So yeah. So I, yeah. I mean, and and I guess we can since we're talking about the villain, we can talk about that really amazing moment. Your favorite scene. Right before the train. Yeah. Right before he gets hit by the train, it's where full on Mysterio, like yeah, full mis- exactly. Mysterio illusion. Yeah. It was a long sequence he, too. He tricks uh, Spider-Man into going to what he thinks is like the Shield headquarters, and you end up finding out that it's this crazy ghetto with a broken down building, and it's the wrong. He wandered into the wrong hood because Mysterio. Oh my done. gosh, Andrew's standing up yeah. and he's showing his tattoos, he and he's got, doing gang signs right yeah. now. He's got a Mysterio tattoo for some reason. <laughs> <He's just Yeah>. like, <laughs> Mysterio done fuck him up. But yeah, oh it, it's really cool because um, it's almost like. A uh, if for those of you who are video game and like other comic book enthusiasts and whatever, um, they there's a really cool sequence in a, the Arkham Batman video games where Scarecrow injects the fear toxin into yeah. Batman, and you kind of like it kind of throws you in this like uh, Alice, Alice in Wonderland, like you know anything could happen. He's like manipulating anything that Batman and, sees. And if you've and, seen you know, Midsummer, it's kind of like when they do drugs. Uh, what in the world? You spoiled it for me. They it's do drugs. They do drugs in Midsummer. Oh my god. 
but it is also partially for the audience it's like you can't trust what you see just as a spectator as well, well. and that's yeah, really it's, it's, it's pretty cool well and it's the same thing with like you know that's one of the themes too is like don't trust every, everything you see because you, you trust Jake Gyllenhaal you think he's really good and then suddenly you know boom and that's what I think they uh, it goes that, up even to the very end yeah, the I mean, Peter Tingle you still think that like Nick Fury's Nick Fury up until oh the very yeah end. yeah exactly there's just so much um, lies yeah yeah well, you're right fake well, let's News. talk about the tingle for a little bit. So that's one of the biggest things is he doesn't have it for where he's lost it. It's not. It's not that he's lost. It. He's still developing. I guess that's what he said. Because like he's oh puberty. Well, I mean, because you see it actually in um, you see it in Infinity War. Like his um Whoa. the hair on his on his arm stands. Oh up. yeah, yeah, the yeah. Hair on his arm and erects. Also in Civil War, there's a little bit of that too, where um where um oh god, he, he can tell something's being like right. thrown at him before. The only thing you really can't tell that he has it at all is in Homecoming. Yeah, like he doesn't really do much with the spider sense in that one. Well, and and when he gets it back, he's able to fight and find these drones, knowing which is real. Right. Yeah. And he closes mm-hmm. his eyes too. He's like, I don't need any eyes. Yeah, it's it's really um. That's probably another one of the most satisfying um, action sequences in the movie is yeah. when he actually does the full on. Um, we'll call it Peter Tingle um, throughout that scene, it's, which is pretty cool. It's crazy how grounded the whole MCU is because this is the most. Like uh, on the the facade of elementals from other you know dimensions seems so superhero-y and you're just like yeah this is sweet it's like Godzilla like they come from the earth and stuff yeah and it's all when, fake and it was all yeah. grounded the whole time it was all you know but it's also drones that, and science that and, in itself is super duper superhero like, yeah that's very classic classic supervillain esque very in a sense. classic Mysterio yeah and that's what Mysterio. the thing is like we were talking about earlier about how this movie like with, comparing the live action spider-man ones this is the closest i feel like it's gotten to like an old uh to the brainy movies like even in tone yeah because like you know you have um you have uh you know you have that teen drama and stuff maybe done way more better in this movie than than in any of the other ones because yeah. like it's actual teen drama Well, let's talk about teen drama for, so let's talk about these relationships that are in this movie um well, we'll start with the with the with the main one, which is Peter Parker. Yeah, and then MJ. And MJ. Yeah. Zendaya. 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 I don't know how to say it. I think it's Zendaya. Figgy. Figgy. Yeah. Z from Euphoria, which is a show I was not prepared for. <laughs> Have you guys seen, seen Euphoria? Nope. No, but nope. she's not very. Um, it is MJ like in that one, right? N- well, not her, but well, everyone's not like the characters. And, everyone's not like MJ. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, it's really good, but it's very like Chernobyl. It just shows you what's happening. Um, which is like a movie. Every movie shows you what's happening. It's true. Uh, but so it's a very different relationship. I feel like it's a reflection of current, like the way kids act now. Yeah. yeah. In a way, like it's not super theatrical. It's not super idealized. It's not Casablanca. It's not idealized like it's the not, original movies are. It's not trying to are. earn money to buy a car to impress a girl like <laughs> yeah. in the Raimi one. I mean, it's literally just being, thinking that you need a grand gesture because of movies yeah. to share how you feel about and someone. The Eiffel ta- in and the Eiffel Tower. And you don't need it. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's so good. And I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's. I like it a lot. And the type of like awkward. It's mm-hmm. very uh, cute. It's, yeah. It's very cute. The, the jealousy, the natural, like, cause when, when I think of being a kid and liking someone, you're stressing. <laughs> I like you. You tug girls hairs and you run away. No. <laughs> so when, when you're a little, yeah, they call those Yaga. <laughs> Yaga. You can't do that now. And because of, you know, the culture, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You shouldn't do that. Ever. Stop pulling people's hair. <laughs> Stop pulling your sister's hair. I like you. <laughs> I, I have to assault you. I like you. Oh, um, wow. So no. So the uh, what's what when you're a kid, you're 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 me you're think you're building things up that aren't there. 
yeah. all the time. Like you're super jealous you're be- all the time. Yeah. You're beating yourself up. You think you're not good enough. Yeah. In reality, you're just sitting on, on a bus like thinking about all this and nothing's happening. Yeah, and you have headphones on listening yeah. to some song. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a lot of that in this movie. One of the funniest parts is when he gets Edith and he accidentally blows up. He almost blows up uh, a, yeah, the, the that bus. Dude. Oh, yeah. That's really, that's a really funny part because he slaps oh. like Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson takes his glasses yeah. and he slaps him like accidentally and, and knocks, knocks him, him out. out. That was pretty funny. Because of his strength, right? Yeah. yeah. That happens another time where he breaks something because he's so strong. And it reminds me of uh, the thing from uh, Fantastic Four when he's just breaking shit, like walking around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what do you guys think about this relationship? Uh, is it one of your top MJ Peter things? I think it's very different than the original ones. Because again, like the way we talked about it, they're not as like, you know, not to say that the original one, the Raimi ones were a little bit more like, sexual driven like sexualized she was wearing no bra yeah like it's just like upside down kiss baby and then like but i i feel like that all stems from an idealized that seems like what 45 minutes 32 seconds in (laughs) i feel like that comes from an idealized point of view of how teenagers acted like it's a very old school like you know yeah um old school thinking of how teens acted um teens are kind of lovers lane horn dogs yeah Mm. yeah stuff like that where it's just like you know dogs you kind of like you know not all not everything has to be like very sexually driven like that. Yeah. And so like I, I I like the fact that this movie is like that. Like it's a breath of fresh air. It's just awkwardness, yeah. teenage awkwardness. Because, um, you know, they they like each other, but they don't really know how to express it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and, and even, it's like the little moments of like, hey, I saved you a seat. Yeah, oh, yeah. hey, I wrote this down. Right, it's right. not like, hey, let's kiss like, yeah, right yeah, it's now. Not, it's nothing like that. Or it's like not talking like, you know, it's not like, you know, stare, even like creepily staring yeah. at someone for a long time, like the way the old movies would do. Now, now that we're talking about it more, what I feel like is it's just like a respectful mm-hmm. relationship. Like it's not a super aggressive, very dramatic. Yeah not violent but you know it's it doesn't yeah, yeah, and it's weird like it doesn't have to be that way yeah what do you think, I mean, I guess, does that make sense like you don't have seem, to do that's that. why it feels more real yeah, i guess because well, like life isn't normally unless i'm not to say that life isn't without its dramatic moments yeah. but like you know but you don't like break into someone's house yeah, and like yeah. kiss them while they're sleeping you're right exactly or you don't like you know make a, a giant moment like or at least we hope you don't guys out there now you don't just have about to it. yeah you don't have to do it yeah. you don't have to fight you someone just have or, to get her that necklace that reminds her of her favorite crime story <laughs> so, <laughs> and, I, so i'll get oh, her because of the murder i'll get her yeah, a like necklace so with uh orange juice on it yeah oj yeah well let's <laughs> see another one something the juice He's loose. Um, <laughs> he is, like and that, he's a listener to the pod. I, I that, do, oh, so the fun, oh, sorry. I, what were you uh, saying? Uh, uh, I thought you were going to bring uh, up Betty Brant and Ned. No, like, no, that's I was actually really funny. I was going to go with um, the the Tom Holland uh, uh, Zendaya type stuff uh, because it's a really big part of his comics. Yeah, and like the ro- the romance story and stuff like that. And MJ's yeah, always a giant. Been, it's a giant. I think they they yeah oh yeah they glossed over it in Homecoming because you had seen it a whole lot. Sure, yeah. yeah. When they want to just it's like the why they're not going to do the X Men for a while. You know, Dark Phoenix just bombed. It bombed worse than Fantastic Four. Oof. So you want to get that taste out of your mouth, so you wait a couple of years or whatever. So I really <laughs> appreciate that them uh, pushing it back because it, it we have got it you know time and time again with the Gwen Stacy and the MJ and all that. Um, but now it's really really cool because again it's a different type. It's it's the you know the butterflies and like you you don't know what to say but you know if you really just went up and yeah. been like hey you trying to date me and be like that could fix it all because then she says yes or no and then that's done. I think Peter Parker even uh, tells us uh, w- or when he's talking to Mysterio the fr- the fr- one of the times where they have the heart to heart where he's like what do you want he's like I just want to have babies with this girl no he says I just want to have 
a good vacation and I want to tell hang the out girl with him. like that's it yeah. like that's all I want just hang that out I, with her tell yeah. her that I like her and, that's and it's it. not like you know I want to save her from yeah well and then yeah. The, you have like that super adult scene where they catch him with his pants down with that girl and you're like whoa but even yeah. then but even then it's that's played like a way a yeah, kid would it, act react to it like oh my god oh yeah. my god oh my god I wasn't and even thinking like, about that it was, it was yeah, really no funny. one was thinking about that even yeah. Yeah. like that's the funniest thing except for that other guy but even then that guy oh no that other guy Brad um he seems like he was like even he's still a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he doesn't. They still bring didn't it up know like how that. To, yeah. yeah, like he's like he's still like very um, awkward about revealing stuff like that. I think it's that's. Just, it's still funny. I think it boils down to them taking their time. Like this isn't. He's not graduating next year. You know, no, like this yeah, is still yeah. going at the pace of like oh. every year of right. mm-hmm. high school, and that's yeah. fine and that's good because it isn't like smash cut to. They're going to college. We're Smash graduating. Two, they have jobs now. Yeah. Like it's it's not that crazy. Um. Uh. But let's talk about a little bit about uh, Ned. Uh, let's talk about two more relationships before we take a break. Let's talk about Ned. Um. And Betty. And, and Betty. And let's talk about Happy and Aunt May. I don't know which one you want to talk about first because they're both wrong. I'm just <laughs> um, kidding. Ned and Betty are um. Ned and Betty. Nettie. Nettie Betty. Ned, Warren Betty. Annette no, Betty. Um. Annette Betty. Um. They're actually. Nettie Betty. Another one butter. of the biggest, uh, for me, one of the biggest draws of comedy in the movie. Like, I think it's hilarious. I, we didn't get enough of the Betty Brandt character in the I'm first laugh, movie. I'm laughing just thinking about it right now. It's so funny. <laughs> so Betty Brandt, Betty Brandt is played by Angori Rice, I guess. That's what you said, I don't Andrew? know. No, I didn't say that. Um, did you write it down? Yeah, Angori Rice. Oh, yeah. There it is. Um, she was- um, Ray. I don't know. I recognize her from The Nice Guys. She played a, a supporting character in The Nice Guys. She played Ryan Good Gosling's um, daughter. And really which is like movie. a very very funny movie. Underrated. Um, she plays Betty Brant. You didn't get. There's kind of a cameo in the first movie. Betty Brant is a giant. Uh, is a giant character in. She's the, a giant. Uh, she's not a giant, but a giant <laughs> supporting Frost character. Giant. She's a very important supporting character in, in Spider-Man's life in the yeah. comics. She's at, at one point in the movie she was played by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. For um the Raimi trilogy, she yeah. was like. Oh uh, yeah, I remember Ms. that. Brandt. That's yeah, the yeah, position yeah, I hired yeah, you yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Betty Brant uh, works. She's for a the, newsie. Yeah, the Daily Bugle. That's why she's in this one. She's a. She's a reporter. Like, well, and on also, the air. It, like it, it's like the first shot of the movie. You get her. Yeah, right? yeah. The first, but like, you also, but you also think that she's not going to be there, and then the entire movie, and then she ends up hanging out she's with new. Ned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ned Leeds. Um, yeah. I mean, played it, by Jacob, and that leads Baton? into the comedy. Is the her real introduction to the main group is they're just sitting next to each other on the plane, by and then it becomes like this vacation romance, a which vacation I, fling. Yeah, it's really funny because Ned's super funny as an actor when too. Ned's like, "We're two stallions. We're gonna go, uh, yeah, you know, plant our flag everywhere." And then suddenly he's like, "I'm gonna commit a relationship. Think of your own thing." I know, and and when we talk about like the just the humor that comes from prepubescent relationships yeah it's like, like keep texting each yeah, other yeah like, like it's there now i miss you and, <laughs> and then at right. the, even all the way to the end where it's like hey it didn't work out but you know what i'm happy and i um i knew that that was gonna happen that it was gonna be like a relationship that you kind of see in the background all yeah. the way up oh, until yeah. like so the, it's done yeah it was really good really and it's, funny and it's and it's kind of like uh i don't mind seeing healthy relationships like I, yeah. I this is a this is like an old man thing probably for me but i have i have friends i have friends who are younger than me way younger than me uh, okay that sounds weird <laughs> oh my god i know uh, <laughs> but they 12 years old but they are way more emotionally mature than i am <clears throat> that i was at that age like they yeah. were like oh okay, yeah yeah like, I, I get that i yeah. broke up with my boyfriend we're still friends like we was very respectful and i was like what you didn't break anything like oh, in our car like, the face? i know like dang but that's like a very showing like it's not bad to to see that things are progressing progressing the right to way. where you don't have to like 
cry <laughs> all the time yeah. and like you know just like sit on the back of the bus and like you know like hope that she looks at you because you know you sent her a flower <laughs> <sighs> yeah that's pretty um that so that relationship is actually pretty awesome both uh yeah. both actors um they um the actor and the actress they're they, good they're yeah. amazing in that role i think that the um they've got a lot of work ahead of them because of you know their stuff in here and um, let's talk about happy and Aunt may happy and Aunt may um that, does that happen in the comic books I don't think so. No, actually, Happy. Who's who's Happy's flame is Pepper Potts in the comics. It's yeah, not, oh, it's not, they're not going to do that. Well, I mean, well, they yeah, they might, obviously not. Kind of. He's been getting her cheeseburgers. I know that. <laughs> well, one of the uh, uh, I, I wrote a fanfic where this happens. Oh shit! <laughs> let me read a a, a, a paragraph. Wait, let of me it. pull it off. Yep. Um, um, pull it off. <laughs> but it's not on May. It's not um uh, the Aunt May from this movie. It's um, the one from the first it's one. one. It's the really old one from the first one. <laughs> You're not Superman, you know. Um, so this, we don't get enough of this relationship. I, I feel like we, I wanted more of that, especially because some of the banter is really the good. banter is yeah, that is really funny. Um, funny. We don't get a whole lot of. Um, it's kind of wild. Favreau or like Marissa Tomei as Aunt May up until like the very end, which kind of you know, she's not even there really. A little, yeah, it's kind of a little disappointing. But again, you don't want to. I think it's like what we were talking about. Basically, it's like you you're trying to distance yourself from what you've done before and i think there's been a whole lot of aunt may and aunt may and peter parker interactions in the previous movies so they're kind of just yeah. trying to keep that relationship I, like a little I, I love the beginning where she's got her own like the soup kitchen and the homeless shelter thing yeah, yeah that's yeah. very aunt may ish um, oh yeah that's from, totally from very aunt so yeah. when i saw her there using spider-man to promote it it's kind of it, it's really really cool she and, would do that uh, like, yeah she, oh yeah 100 yeah, totally so uh, that was i that was something that i geeked out of that i know a lot of people wouldn't recognize because we haven't treaded this you know, we've never had an Aunt May that was dating, you know, like that was okay to get over, you know, Uncle, Uncle Ben. Because Uncle Ben just died like sure. right, a know, couple a of years ago. ago. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like that, yeah. So that that's what's really cool is that like that's why this movie feels so fresh and that's why it feels it, – it's really – it's not one note at all and it's – I don't know. It's yeah. really, really cool. I mean, he does – It's it, another thing. Like when I talk about all the things they introduce, this is just another like pretty – I think it's a pretty big development in yeah, Peter well, Parker's life. Well, and then even afterwards, like they're like, "What is it?" And she's like, "Oh, it's just a summer fling." Oh, and then yeah, you know, don't you know. don't know yeah. if it's like going to be a thing in the and next then, one. Or I love that happy. Yeah. He's like, "Are you like, sure?" He's like, "It's a summer fling that that's going to bloom into something very, very beautiful." <laughs> What's funny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Favreau. I yeah, just watched Chef. Awesome. Uh, I said I like it like oh, that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's molten. It's fucking molten. I remember that now. I can I can piece it together in my mind. You just watched it again. I just watched it a couple of days ago too. Yeah, it's well, so, hilarious. Yeah, it and is. We're in sync. What's crazy though is who John Favreau uh, cast and wrote to be his ex girlfriend, Sophia ex wife, oh, yeah, Sophia and Bergara. current and current <laughs> girlfriend, yeah. and then of course Marissa Tomei. And then you're like, yeah. damn. And then like the guy, the rich guy, he has to get money from is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it's the MCU, really. Yeah. Well, he um, even brings that back. Did you notice? Let's go off on a John Favreau yeah, yeah, yeah. tangent here. Let's talk about it. Did you know that I think John Favreau is in love with that Chef movie that he made because he made the Chef show yeah. on Netflix, which he for the first couple of episodes. He are literally just dishes that he made makes in, in the, the movie yeah. in the movie yeah, well he's like hey I made a pepper pot so like they have Gwyneth Paltrow cooking a pepper pot with them yeah. and then he's like oh let's go have dinner with Kevin Feige and Robert Downey Jr. and Tom and Holland brothers, so yeah. yeah the Russo sorry Russo brothers I forgot about you <laughs> but um, your moment yeah. is, your, your 15 minutes are over well and it's really cool because as soon as he starts like assembling these people it's bum 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 yeah. bum oh I get bum, so bum, hungry bum, watching bum, that show bum bum yeah that show is, well cause like I love the the parts of that show when he's left alone to like towards the very end of the of the of the show. Like I think the season finale, 
Um, Don't spoil it. Oh, you haven't seen it? I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> what are you going to spoil? He cooks food. He cooked it. Well, he like... <laughs> it was wrong. You know that guy... <laughs> the fucking um, cake was molten. <laughs> that, um, that, that guy, like the, the chef, chef the, who's with guy. him, like yeah. who's guiding yeah. him, has to go out and serve this. So he tells John Favreau, he's like, "All right, so you're gonna, you know, you're gonna keep an eye on him. You flip him, you you dab him with that this stuff." He's like, and then he's like, and then you serve him. He's like, "I'm gonna be out there. You got this. You got this." And as soon as he says, "You got this," like Favreau's face looks at him like kind of like, "Are you? You're just uh, gonna leave me alone?" And like he, the entire next montage is him kind of like second guessing himself. Up. No, he's not fucking it up. But he's like, "That flame's too high. That flame's too high. Is it? Is it gonna burn? I, I think it's yeah. burning." And then it just cuts back to the other guy like cutting the pieces, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "Cool, it's like ten bucks." He's like, "I'm glad you like it." Blah blah blah. This and then like cuts back to the kitchen where Favreau again. He's like it's sweating. He's like, "Uh, I don't know if this is right. I mean, you should you should come over here and take a look real quick." See well, what's interesting lit. about uh, Chef the movie is you can tell he practiced the details. Yeah, on, on. Be- like he actually. I mean, he obviously had to well, learn somehow yeah, how to yeah. cook because <laughs> a lot of the shots are of his hands cooking and then like pan up so he had to do it yeah and then you feel like he's actually serving people from the food truck sometimes mm -hmm. he does explain it in the show like he's talking to robert rodriguez and the the, that's really cool because robert rodriguez friend of the pod yeah not this podcast shout out he's been on our podcast but not this one um yeah so (laughs) they're um he's (laughs) cooking for them and he's saying on how like basically he wanted to do chef right because you know there's there's these movies that are very based on a specific line of work and people in that line of work will criticize it because spider-man sure yeah exactly that's not the way you swing like physics won't let you swing that like spiders are pissed yeah exactly because um but anyway you know, they'll criticize, like, that's not the way you do it. Uh, a janitor will look at a, someone mopping the floor. You're not supposed to go left to right. It's supposed to be forward and back or what whatever. What movie is this? Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> uh, you're just not that good. Okay. Will Hunting. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> basically, people, he didn't want people to criticize Chef that way. So, he wanted to do a, the Chef movie right. And he actually studied the techniques and, you know, um, did, you know, everything the way you were supposed to do in the kitchen. But anyway, yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, so uh, on that note, we're going to take a break. When we we come back, we'll have a trivia game, and then we'll finish it up talking more about Spider-Man Far From Home. Finish up all over you. We'll see you in a bit. Oh, welcome back to Countdown to Infinity and Avengers Podcast. You're in for a treat because we are doing our trivia game. It is a short trivia game this week for Spider-Man Far From Home. Why am I so excited? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're not even answering the questions either. So I was, the, the I was lazy and I didn't do a uh, uh, Kahoot. Ooh, man. This is like the closing to the Infinity Saga too. You're Kahoot's going to Literally lettering, letting everybody down. So we're doing it old school. And by that, I mean, I'm going to give you guys a pad and a paper. Holy <laughs> I'm going to... Oh, man, this camera can see what I'm writing in the back. I know. I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to write down what you think the answer is. Some of these are open-ended with no multiple choice. give you the the, the page? No, just just show it. Am I going to write like a big letter? What? No, 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 no. You're going to write the answer, the full-on answer. You ready? (laughs) So I'm going to ask you guys a question. You're going to write the full answer, and um, it doesn't matter if you're the first or the last. I'll count down, but yeah. Whoever gets the most right. Um, I don't know how I'm going to keep track of your points. Oh, hold on. You know, I'll do it on here. But cool. <laughs> That's disgusting. It's a- 8 equals D. Oh, okay, cool. Are you guys ready for this? 8 equals D. This is oh, Spider-Man Far sorry. From Home. Sorry to get this one out of here. So John told me to keep it general and do Spider-Man trivia Did as John well. Did John tell you to go easy on me? Yeah. No, 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 no. 
He said you couldn't handle it. That I couldn't bring my BDE. This ain't a Superman fucking trivia. Excuse you. So um, I'm going to also give some some general Spider Man trivia. I have this permanent marker open and it's getting me stoned. (laughs) Getting me hot. It's hot in here. Are you ready? So uh, here we go. Are spiders nearsighted or farsighted? Ooh, shit. They're like a, a yeah. bald eagle. You can use the whole page. You don't, I mean, there's, I mean, this is so funny. Andrew's using the entire page of his notepad and John is writing on one tiny I line. Got number one. Nearsighted? Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I you got, guys got it right. right first though. It doesn't matter. No, it, but Kahoot, it matters. <laughs> that's so, why I like Kahoot instead so of pen and paper. One point for each of you. How dare you? I should get, oh. <laughs> Here we go. From birth until death, Closest answer wins. How many bones does the average human lose or absorb? What in the fuck? Oh, you're, From when you're I'm born sorry. to you're, when you die, yeah, know, how many bones? Are you going to give us an answer choice? or um, No. Oh, shit. Just guess any number. Okay, closest answer wins. So from birth until death, how many bones does the average human lose or absorb? Lose or absorb? Yeah. So from the, basically, how many do you lose or absorb? 37. 23. Um, closest answer is John. 94. Oh, awesome. shit. Since since you're born, you lose about 94 bones from when you die. I had 94 exactly. Yeah, right. It's on camera. So, uh, so that was some some general spider facts and Can some use, general man trivia. Am I wasting too much paper? No, use as much as you want. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> we aren't. Uh, we haven't done the green. I was thing trying yet. to do it for the cameras. All right. So here's the next question. Uh, uh, John has two. Andrew has one. Fuck yeah. Um, I should have had two for the speed. Which of these people has Spider-Man not teamed up with in the comic books? Hurry up. Uh, so not teamed up with. That's it? Batman, oh, okay. Superman, Nixon, or Obama? Fuck. Which of these people has Spider-Man not teamed up with? Nixon. Yeah, that's true. I got it first. Right. The cameras show you that I'm first. It doesn't matter if you're first. It's if you're right. It matters you're if last. you're first. Because if you're not first, you're last. All right, how about whoever... Oh, fuck it, no. Closest answer wins. This is an amount. How much did Marvel spend to own the rights to Venom? Marvel Comics. How much money did they spend to own the rights to Venom? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> the closest answer wins, and you literally have infinity amount of numbers that you can choose from. I know. I'm gonna just going to pick infinity. How many... How, how many number? How many num? How mu- much did they? Yeah, pay? How, mu- how much money did did Marvel Comics pay? Five hundred thousand. That's how much I think Venom is worth. Five hundred thousand dollars. We're done. Seven hundred thousand dollars. You guys should have prices rightsed it and said one dollar. Howie, two hundred and twenty dollars. That's how much money Marvel Comics spent to own the rights from Venom. Crazy. What the fuck? That's yeah, kind of crazy. Two hundred twenty dollars. I knew. So it was- that guy got gypped. Maybe it was a lot for that time. Sorry, George Romero. So Thank John you. gets it because he's closer. Why did you pick seven hundred thousand dollars? Because I was trying to price the prices rise it. So I was hoping it was above five. <sighs> then you would have just gone five hundred thousand and one dollars. Oh shit! This uh, this pen is pretty. You guys are sniffing the markers. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but, yeah. So what was Mysterio ranked in IGN? Uh, oh, sorry. IGN had uh, rankings for villains. Closest answer wins. What did Mysterio rank? Mysterio ranked somewhere. Five. Number five. John said five. Andrew said seven. Say your fucking answer. This is <laughs> like an audible the <laughs> podcast. A uh, survey says uh, Andrew wins. 85th. Oh, he was sh- the 85th oh. best. Spider-Man villain or just villain in villain general? Villain in oh, all Oh, I books. thought you meant Spider-Man villain. You I'm still sorry. won, Andrew. Should I change it? No, bitch. 
Damn, I feel like we're just getting really combative. I'm just the host. I, I'm just because you're not giving me my right amount of points that I deserve. John is winning by one. I feel like this is bi- yeah, it's biased. This you guys might know this one, so I'm not going to give you guys answer choices. Which pop star tried to buy the rights to Marvel so he could be Spider-Man? Oh fuck! Hide your answer. If the fuck, other person fuck, doesn't, fuck. There was a pop star who tried to buy Marvel for the rights of Spider-Man. I don't know what it is. Okay, John. John just Harry, been right. John Elvis. Goddamn. <laughs> okay, that Bieber. Marvel was Aretha um, Franklin. I would say Bieber. Bieber. Said, Justin Bieber. Yeah. Interesting. He's. I thought he said Bieber. <laughs> Me too. It's Michael Jackson, oh, dog. So Got a light skin friend, look like Michael Jackson. Got a dark. Kanye West. I don't know why I chose this question. That was problematic. We should uh, Yeah, Michael Jackson tried to buy the rights from Marvel. Totally true. It led to so. a problematic little rant there. <laughs> Very funny never left. Ugh. Okay, let's skip past yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, the which, question was had problems. Uh, only two more questions. Already had problems before I answered it. Which Captain America character was going to be called for backup in one of the storylines of this movie, Far From Home? Which Captain America character was going to be called for backup? The Falcon. The Falcon. I Johnson said it Falcon. already. Andrews. I, I said more, it like five five million years before you. That is correct. This was supposed to be the reveal of the new Captain America. Yeah, Captain America. But then yeah. they figured that would be way too much for this movie. And I think we talked about how much they already added. Yeah, yeah. there's a shit ton of stuff already in it. Yeah. You keep showing it to the back camera. I don't even you know. Keep, yeah, exactly. It. You're just like. Uh, I'm showing it to both cameras. This is the last question. You guys are tied. Tied with five each. Which DC actor did Tom Holland want to play Craven? The Hunter in this movie. Fuck, how did I not get any Which of these DC actor, that's right, we're talking about DC Comics, uh, did... Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is what you're saying? Tom yes. Hard as fuck. Uh, no, he wanted Jason Momoa. Boom, guess uh, who won? Shit. Guess who won? Andrew won. I am the one they call the son. Oh, how old exciting. School, old school with paper, too. Let us oh, know hey, what wasting you, the fuck out of that paper. Let us know what you scored at home, and we might send you nothing. I'll send you some bath water. <laughs> oh, disgusting! Have you, have you seen that thing that's happening on social media? No. What are you yeah, talking about? Nerds are, sending, are, nerds are buying bath water to these hot Asi- from these hot Asian chicks and drinking it and getting sick. That's disgusting. That is pretty hey. disgusting. Yeah. I mean, that's I buy life. panties from prisoners, but that's not as weird as that. You don't eat them. I don't eat them. Yeah, some of them exactly. are edible, though. I get close. Some of them are edible. I don't swallow. Are they gluten-free? Gluten-free edible panties? <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to take a break. When we return, we're going to wrap up this episode for Spider-Man Far From Home. From home. Twip, twip. So L means R and R means left. And if you put the red wire to the blue wire when you want to jumpstart a car, you put it right up to the engine. You put one of them into the gas tank. And then you just rev the And engine. the other one on your nuts. <laughs> yeah, there's three wires. Yeah. Yeah. And the that's how you do it. The other one on your nuts. Yeah. That's and that's how you... That's you, how you, you attach it to your sphincter. <laughs> and that, kids, is how I met your mother. <laughs> uh, um, welcome back to uh, Countdown to Infinity, an Avengers podcast. We're into the final leg of our Spider-Man Far From Home podcast. Just, and let's just get into it. Let's talk about the mid the biggest part and this is kind of i don't know if i like it or don't i don't know i'm i don't know if you think about it but the biggest twist of the whole movie happens in the mid-credit scene not only wasn't in it oh yeah so sad um but this one was the first one without him 
He's I actually there. fucking did not even notice that at all until you just said it. Well, right. That's on you for not noticing. Yeah, I know. That dude. is, yeah. I that's mean, so what the sad, fuck? Right? I'm trying to share this fucking moment is with you. That's sad. Just... All right, fuck I you. I thought about it as soon as I left. I was like, uh, that's why I was a little empty inside. So uh, the mid credit scene is is a pretty big deal because not only do we get the reprise of a role, Parker. yeah. Um, fired. <laughs> well, let's just describe it in case you guys forgot it, which you haven't. But basically, we are swinging Zendaya through the city to. For some, I don't know why no one would suspect. Like that's the date. Yeah, I Is guess. it just like a swing? Yeah, date? but but also like I would have been like, hey, do you know Spider Man? Who the fuck Spider Man? <laughs> that girl just got dropped off by Spider Man. What the? There he is. Are you banging on? You know what I'm saying? Well, so there is going to be a. I mean, so so we yeah. see, and then we see the screen and we see well because obviously Mysterio dies. There yeah. you go, boom. S- plot, you know, plot twist. Yeah, I love that the fact that Mysterio tried to kill Spider Man with a gun. That just shows on how evil he was because he's willing to kill a sixteen year old boy by shooting him point blank in the head. In the head, yeah, that's pretty uh, crazy. But uh, Mysterio dies, and right before he died, <laughs> um, you see his team kind of like pack this shit up, save it to the memory cards or whatever, you know, yeah. get rid of the evidence and all that. And as they're swinging with Zendaya, you uh, Spider-Man kind of uh, gets wind of you know he, he starts to hear uh, it's a giant like billboard you know kind of like in, in Times Square in New York, or something yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and um, he you know the controversial website known as the Daily Bugle is Dot reporting yeah. um, something uh, from Quentin Beck's last moments before he was alive and here you get J.K. Simmons uh, reprisal as uh, J. Jonah Jameson um, it's kind of like Infowars or like an Alex Jones yeah type of yeah thing. oh yeah exactly Alex doesn't really change his performance up which means that reality caught up with people like that isn't oh, that yeah. kind of crazy yeah and like, it, it's really it's a really cool evolution of his character because uh you know in spider-man 3 you get him in the sandman mm-hmm. and venom fight and he's got the trench coat and hat like a reporter looking for a camera and stuff like that and um in this one you get the kind of balding uh you, you alex kinda, jones yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he kind of looks like a super right wing um, you know alex jones records about an hour away from here from where we record right now infowars are you lying? No, he does it in a shopping center um, near Austin. Let's it's go. Weird. Let's go get this. Let's go now. Let's get him on the pod. <laughs> Alex Jones, what do you got to say? No, but yeah. So I think this is one of the big <laughs> political themes. Of course, we talk about fake news all the time in this movie. And and this when, one, yeah, it, it, this is if it's J. Jonah Jameson's mo of being against Spider-Man. Oh, this is and, dangerous. Um, now. And so now he's talking of Mysterio as the greatest hero yeah. that we've ever had, and you know. And then suddenly, um, you qu- you cut to Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio um, kind of moments before his death. Editing the footage. Yeah, and for all you know, it's it's a hologram again because I mean. And you clearly saw Mysterio die, yep. you know, and how did he film this? Did he film it beforehand? Whatever. And so he reveals that Peter Parker is Spider-Man to the world. And it ends in the fashion of the first one when Aunt May sees him as Spider-Man. She goes, what the f-? And then it cuts. Yeah. It's the same thing where Spider-Man sees that and he's, what the f-? And then yeah. it cuts. It's kind of crazy to think that not only do... Fuck. They were going to say fuck. Oh, I, I didn't that. know that. Yeah. I did, I, you spoiled that for yeah. me, buddy. My bad. <laughs> but it's kind of crazy that not only do they say it's Peter Parker, but they flash up a picture of what Peter Parker looks like yeah, yeah, for yeah, it exactly. to be like, this is him. Like, this even if Spider-Man, you don't know yeah. his name, this guy is Spider-Man. Well, and to those of you that are the comic connoisseurs that read the source material. Uh, I like to call them uh, comic cons. Oh, no, that's a good idea. Uh, um, uh, yeah, comic cons. For all you comic cons. Um they um, do this in Civil War, so it we kind of passed this already in the cinematic universe, but it's a really cool aspect that they can try to... Uh, he said uh, the director of this, what's his name? John Watts. John Watts. John Watts. Exactly. I just forgot. watched Cop Car recently, too. We can talk about oh, it cool. later. 
Yeah, um, he said that he kind of wrote himself into a corner with this because he doesn't know how he's kind of he's going to approach do this. Yeah. This but this honestly is also job security for him because people are like, well, you have to make the third one. Cause yeah, because like, where are you, you going with that? You can just, just dump that on like, someone's lap. Yeah, well, and also I can see it being because in the books that he gets Doctor Strange's help and they delete the memory of him ever revealing who he was and stuff like that because all the people that he loves is going to be in danger and you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's a so, real big thing though because like Spider Man's whole. You know, whole life revolves around it, these two lives. I guess. I guess his whole yeah. doesn't make sense. But you know, you know what I mean like. Well, he's, now the two become one. Yeah, exactly. Because like that's the whole. His mask is the whole reason he can balance out that that his two um, his dual lives. Sure. And, and that's now, the conflict, right? Like yeah, the conflict is I don't the want conflict, to. Yeah. Yeah, but it it this is basically making him Iron Man. Right. It's 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 treading it's it's new ground definitely. Like it, it opens up a world of possibilities. Um, it might piss a lot of people off. Um, whenever we get down to yeah. that actual storyline. Well, because I can imagine like the beginning being like Doctor, like Thor Ragnarok, where like he visits Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is like, all right, poof, 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 then we're done. Yeah. I'm out this movie. See, that's that's, that's kind it. of like a cop out though. Like people will get because that's how because that, that's how they do it in the book. Yeah. So like, Doctor it, Strange erases people's memory of that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I I thought it was awesome, and especially for like Spidey again, still super different compared to what we've seen though the closest thing we got was in the first one where you know the people in the subway yeah uh in the second one i'm sorry people in the subway see who he is and they're like we're gonna keep a secret I'm yeah like, cool also I think- like at this point too like I'm, you know everybody who's there um i guess because like would have been a really would be a really cool continue the satire thing is like only a small amount of people care because another another group of people be like who the fuck is Peter yeah. Parker. And then also <laughs> like, one of the... They're like, damn, I saw him on Tinder. I, I, ma- I matched with him. Nice. It's a really <laughs> interesting aspect of it is because it is an Alex Jones type figure, we don't believe anything Alex yeah, Jones exact, says. It, exactly. Like yeah. if it's that kind of figure, people may hear and be like, that's not... That guy's crazy. Right. But it is... I, I understand And then that Flash Thompson could probably look at him and be like, that guy's... Sp- no, no way. He's yeah. not Spider-Man. Like, so there's a way where it actually <laughs> isn't heard by everyone by or yeah. believed by everyone. I think there is a big uh, part of me that does agree with all the people who are like, this is the big tension in his life. And then also, you could have had... Like his identity is so... Of all of the MCU specifically, like yeah, away MCU from the comic stuff, books, yeah. away from all of... Or, you know all of the MCU heroes, he's the only one really with a secret identity. With a secret yeah. identity. And it, this may just be the new world of the MCU where there is no differentiation. You're just who you are. Like you're the king of Wakanda and you're a superhero and everyone knows it. Right, right, yeah. And so, so it's kind of interesting. And that is pretty interesting. Like I said, it, it opens up, it could go... A lot of different ways. It could go a lot of different ways. It could go the way, like it could not go the way we're talking right well, now. And like I, it could, go I can very see him trying to utilize the drones now that he has, can, like the the Edith. That's true. Yeah. He it's could. like he can make a bunch of different Spider Man. He'd be walking yeah. out on the street and he's like, "Look, there's Spider Man right there." Like yeah. I'm Peter Parker, the guy that just said it. You know that or scene Doctor from Spider Man Three where remember that whole train that decides like, you know what? I said that for Spider Man Two, bitch. Oh, was that in two or three? It was in two after he tries to save it, remember? Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? V for Vendetta, where oh, everyone nice. wore the mask. Remember, remember. Because I was like, I thought, in, I thought there was a Spider-Man movie where multiple people had Spider-Man masks, but now I'm thinking Spider-Verse. that's yeah. V for Vendetta. Yeah, yeah. and in the first Spider-Man, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of yeah. us. No, oh, God. <laughs> We're from New York. Yeah. I, it's it's hey. a big part of uh, Spider-Man's identity, yeah. and so it is really insane. But also, we may have, we may be in they, the... The idea was from the producers that this was like Harry Potter, where every movie is another year of him in school. In school, yeah. But we may be in store for just a just this high school news, yeah. And like they're they're they they're, may 
and beating they, the shit out of him or something. You know what I mean? Like for it? They may brush this whole thing under the, the mat, just like they did with a fucking snapping. Like they... They made a joke out of over it, it and then the beginning. Like, so I don't... Who knows? I mean, yeah. I mean, um, but... The biggest thing I took away from that after correcting, other than that giant reveal, which I think y- you said that you took away from it, is that J.K. Simpson's back as fucking J. Oh, Jonah yeah. Jameson. Like, it really treads Spider-Verse um, kind of... They're very Spider-Verse-esque. Because it, it just goes to show that like the people like exist in this universe, they just look different. Or like, it, they, you know, in this universe, they went through different experiences that I made them, you know, I didn't... Maybe. Um, See, I didn't take it like that until you explained it. I guess well, not explained it right now, but you explained it like obviously in, in detail later. Yeah. Where you're just like, well, I mean, they're like, well, if you want to do a Spider Verse thing, now you can because well, every J. Jonah Jameson in any, any universe looks like well, yeah, like and J.K. Not, Simmons. He, he, this is not the first time he's reprised the role either. He's done it in cartoons and he's done it in video games. Yeah, and, that's true. I mean, they're um, all like non-canon too. Yeah, I exactly. guess in that case. So. Well, and also like I, I've always been a fan of like that fan theory that wanted to cast Tobey Maguire as Uncle Ben, and I was like, I would love that because and then it just goes to and show they still that ca- kind of can it fuels into the Spider Verse thing where it's like, hey, like there's a someone that looks like this person on your Earth, but he's someone else. Else. Yeah, it's like hints so, of things, like, but not direct. Know, give me, give me Norman Osborn as James Franco. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, let's talk about the other big after credits. That was not as big to me as as I think it is it to you. Like I still think it's very comedic. I, I get, yeah, I, still think I think, think it's very so comedic. too. But I get that um, it places a really high roller in another situation, and it really just. I mean, because that reveal of he's the on whole, vacation, like, well, not just that, but I'm saying the the, the fact that Nick Fury was a scroll the entire yeah, the, I you know, mean, movie, and that there are a Maria lot of scrolls. It's still a around. Don't be- yeah, like that's why I said I was like, it's don't new it's still don't believe what you what you see yeah. type of thing because technically Spider Man's never met Nick Fury before. Yeah, <laughs> still, yeah, it's kind of uh, well. So uh, Watts did say when that switch occurred, and it, it occurred just before this movie. So. At the funeral, that was real Nick Fury. But again, he's only hit the director of this movie, so someone who's making the next one can be like, the guy who's making the Skrull movie can, can be, be like, like, no, that's not what yeah, exactly, happened in yeah. my movie. That's true, because like Far From Home, I mean, wait, no, Homecoming had like a, you know, a 12 years later, a weird one at the beginning of yeah. that movie. and he was like, it's just my and, movie. And everyone was like, I don't know what the fuck that was about. I, go ask John Watts. Well, like, yeah. We talked about retcons, and the Skrulls are like one big walking retcon where like there's fan theories out there that are people people think that Iron Man who snapped is a scroll. So like the real Iron Man's still out there. Blah blah blah. You know? Why do you sound like Bane? <laughs> yeah, the real Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> the real Iron Man is still out there. Let's all do that voice for the entire podcast. Oh and see yes, how quickly I was wondering do. what would break first, <laughs> your spirit. You are afraid of the dark. I was born. <laughs> now we yeah. sound like. Why yeah, does he sound no so way. happy? Yeah. Well, do you sound happy? Okay, <laughs> mine was good. Sorry, <laughs> I heard myself through the headphones. I was like, "Damn, I, is that the way I sound?" Bane is here. He's here now. Um, but yeah, so I, I just think that that moment kind of it doesn't. It almost invalidates a lot of what Nick Fury does in this movie because oh, it is a scroll, it's not Nick and Fury, it, and it is also kind of uh, from the end of Captain Marvel to the latest movie it does basically help explain the fact that scrolls are around yeah 
well, right. Con- they didn't leave and like, whenever they're around. Whenever they're ready to turn to their villainous side, yeah. like it's gonna be devastating. It's gonna be the Hydra thing again. I don't think you they said it was like secret. Villainous. What did you call secret it? Invasion. Secret invasion. invasion. Oh god, they're not gonna be bad. Well, like I feel like they've already established that they're it's, not. It's bad. just a not really, that one guy for sure. Well, but it's like yeah. a really cool way to even bring back other people. So like you have one that looks like Whiplash, and you're like, oh fuck, like Iron Man fought this guy, but I don't know who this guy I is. I feel like the scrolls are gonna be back. Bring back Captain America. Like he's old, but it's a young Captain America. You're like, how the fuck did you get here? You know, there's so many different aspects that you can play with um like, li- like lion king one and a half like i just feel like there's gonna be one scroll who's a human who goes out with the fantastic four and then that's gonna be a villain because that thing is gonna be mutated yeah, with along with scroll, fa- yeah right? into super scroll like, it's oh. it's not gonna be hard for i mean i don't want to say jump the shark but it's not gonna be hard to use the scrolls as a really major cool device going forward. device yeah, going yeah. forward and i think that's uh yeah that's why i think that moment is so big is the scrolls not only were around during the Captain marvel thing but they're they could influence lots of things. lots of this big I think MCU at one point thing. The, I think at one point Nick Fury. Though, I mean, now it's Talos that you know who who it We're is. We're talking about the Kree or whatever. Yeah, he talks about he's like there's Kree sleeper cells on Earth. Yeah, well, and, and that's kind of crazy. Also, you kind of think like Nick Fury would see right through this mysterious shit like easily because yeah. you know he's, totally he's, he's mega paranoid. He doesn't trust and anything. He has plans for everything. Exactly. So it was really cool to kind of show you why that was uh, using well, the scroll. Isn't he like saying it on the message? He's like, I messed up. He's yeah, like, he's like my like, bad. He's like, that's your job, though. He's like, yeah. fix that shit. I'm, I'm excited. And Nick Fury, of course, he's in we space. already, we are, yeah, he's in space, and we talk about and how uh, uh, he's been in all three movies. Well, and and he's it, the but, presence of, of and you MCU. Can, you can use this as your vehicle to like put him in Guardians, or you can put this yeah. in. You can put him in uh, Captain Marvel, the next one, or whatever you want to do. You can put him in the Nova movie. Maybe Nova's yeah. swinging by, and yeah, then he sees really him, cool. and that's what ties him to Earth. He like, just we does need, not we belong in a Doctor Strange movie. Well, let's talk about the future Racist. of. Let's talk about the future Sorry, of Spider Man. A, a weird pause for that for that <laughs> beat. <laughs> let's talk about the future of Spider Man in the MCU. We obviously want to see more of Tom Holland. I think it would be really special if he make, can make. He's already in more movies than any other Spider-Man, but not in as many sp- standalone movies as Tobey Maguire. Maguire yeah. I'm hoping he can last past three and four and five and six um, because then maybe we will have a more... I, I, I think what's really great and beneficial about the MCU is we're able to take like the comic book pace of these characters where it's not like, oh, fuck, this is their very last Venom movie. Let's just throw everything at the wall. And it's, it's kind of like this, we can slowly have more and more and more we don't need all the sinister six now <laughs> like you know it could be a oh, yeah yeah i guess a I'm, kind of a slow, that's why i'm thinking it would be cool to they have do the op- they're doing Tom the, around yeah yeah um i think it's cool because they're, they're doing the opposite of what they w- were doing with the garfield movies the garfield movies um you're talking about the cat yeah they were doing too much lasagna in those films i mean you're helper. totally you're totally right i mean i i get it it's um <laughs> Yeah, it's just like they were trying to throw you into this world, like, you know, just literally throw you into this world head first ASAP. without giving a whole lot of, like, like backstory or something. Yeah, at like the end that. of like, Spider Man 2, there, I mean, there Spider Man so 2, there was already, like, all the suits Craven, uh, Vulture, there's a Venom suit, right? Venom. There's, a Venom there, thing, there's yeah. like, every single yeah. villain in one vault. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, they wanted to really get you to the really lore heavy stuff of Spider Man, and yeah. I feel like you have to tread lightly for that stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, can you imagine if we did get. Uh, uh, that's so craven yeah or a vulture back. yeah you know like it's it, it's it, there's a bigger effect to that after you've gone two or three movies without seeing him right and yeah. if it was like oh he's back now because <laughs> you, know, you like, can fuck. even do like a, a suicide squad-esque movie right like yeah. just have like a, a super sinister villain team up yeah and yeah. then there's sinister six where yeah. the villain of the movie even though we know better 
the villain of the movie is going to be Spider-Man. Like that's their goal is to like take him out. Yeah, it'll and that would ri- be really cool. It'll ride heavily on. Um, definitely, we talk about that deal that's that's coming out um, yeah, yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. What else they want to do with all their? Because they're also making other Spider movies. Sony like movies. they're they're like doing Sony more Venom. Ready more to Venom, sign on for more. Morbius the Vampire, which is Jared a, Leto, is a giant Spider-Man villain again, and he's like played by Jared Leto in this universe. Yeah. Um, those of you know him as the joker the black cat they're making the black cat movie as well i think at one point yep well so what, what so what uh you know outside <laughs> of spider-man this is the last movie of this phase of, this of phase, mcu yeah. the infinity it, saga and then we it's, take a, a year off i know it's crazy how little we know because nothing is even confirmed i think recently they were talking black about the black widow. widow which is cast film there's a director and yeah. they still won't even uh, like acknowledge officially it, yeah. acknowledge that it's being made or when it's made. Well, a little birdie told me that they are showing up to Hall Eight. Yeah, they're they're actually they've, they've missed Comic Con for the past two years or so. Yeah, they like that. They, so now because Disney has its own con. Yeah, but now they're, they're they're going back, and I feel like they're going to throw some Endgame stuff there. Not so much like new stuff, but I yeah. guarantee you they have a surprise. It's a for hint. Like us. It's got to be because and then like what comes after this? That, that's, that's like what Emmanuel said. Yeah. There's nothing out there, so you need yeah. to give people like a taste, baby. Hope. There's like nothing next year too, right? It's like it's everything is 2021. Yeah, and like, I think the Black Widow is like the next movie that movie the, supposedly being made, and, and then, then, then after it, that will be the Eternals. Yeah, I the think. Eternals is they're the closest and further along, but then it amps up into the, all the, the people. Yeah, yeah. Shang Chi, Doctor Strange, boom. Black Guardians, Panther, Ant Man, Guardians. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Back to back to back, baby. And I think this year is a good, well, never mind. It's not a good barometer because Endgame is just like, there's there's nothing really that you're right, can compare to nothing's it. Nothing's going to beat Avatar. Yeah, you're I right. will say, yeah, that is kind of insane. Like, I don't think they have another, they're still behind 20 by like million. 20 million, right? And they've already done the re-release with the free poster. Yeah. Um, maybe they can do it during Christmas time or something. I feel like that's when Avatar did their re-release. It was like well beyond i don't know why the goal is to beat avatar but i guess it's cool at this point they're spending if you get a free poster to go watch this movie they're not making any money yeah exactly that's like you know that's kind of weird and also a a superhero movie will never sit on top unfortunately i don't think think, i don't think it'll like ever 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 in the history of cinema I, I consider Avatar superhero movies. Shut the fuck They're up! They're taller than us. They have superpowers. And then when you when well, you superhero is like a subgenre. When you it's adjust to inflation, like, also there's oh, nothing fuck that, no, that yeah. can touch it. Like Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I was like, there's nothing that's gonna ever be Star Wars, any of that stuff. That Jaws. Will, nothing will ever be really number one. Yeah. Crazy. Um, any other final thoughts on Spider-Man: Far From Home? T H O T S. No thoughts. We no. are. Yeah. I actually, I mean, we've or said everything up, that... What, what you think, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it, thought, <laughs> it looks like you just got defeated. <laughs> just just, like just say off. whatever the fuck you want. Um, <laughs> I'm turning this shit off now. This is um, this is a great movie. It's probably my favorite phase three movie, actually. Damn, better than Endgame, he said. Actually, and Infinity War, that's in, that's insane. Fuck, no, no, goddammit. Now yep, you're making boom. me second guess look up. Shit. I mean, I don't want to look up the list, but there's. I feel like, they're, like Black Panther was phase three, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's not... Academy Award nominated, Black uh, winning. I did like. Black I mean, well, oh yeah, yeah, but I mean like Best Picture. God damn it! Well, I don't know. Um, but it's, it's definitely my favorite Spider-Man movie since Spider-Man Two. Um, I, I I'm not counting Into the Spider-Verse because it is animated, even though I should. I guess. I mean, Drew kind of convinced me to do that. I'm sorry. I know. I compared it to Lego Batman. Don't fight me with it. Ooh, I don't know about that. It's just because Lego Batman is the same thing where like it it celebrates. Lego all Batman's almost parodying. Yeah, but listen, 
it celebrates every single Batman movie that ever was in his history, and the animation is so um, advanced. Just like Spider Verse, Spider Verse did a very unique uh, form of animation. But to me, again, it's it's an e- it's equally a, a, a tribute as uh, to Batman or love letter. I guess as the, the way Spider Man is to or Spider Verse is to Spider Man. I get the love letter aspect from it, but and the Lego animation is technically stop motion and it's yeah. not the same. No, as it's, like it's, an actual, it's like, I think it's half and half, or some of it is. Different. Well, um, what do you, what do you think that the next spider because so far these have all had the um word home in all of the the little subtitles. the next thing. one's gonna be called casa what do you, you think so casa no. homeboy Spider-Man i saw, I saw homeless which i think oh, would be shit. too sad spider-man homeless is kind of depressing i would hope okay. I would, we don't get that Hobo movie spider going home go home going home homecoming homeboy to, just like homeboy gone from home yeah, what's up, Holmes? Home sweet home. Home, home sweet home. home. I can see that. I can see Spider-Man home sweet home. Like yeah. literally just, because it's literally a, another New York-based yeah. adventure, but not Spider-Man, Queens. my homies. Because you notice <laughs> at the end home. of this movie, they, again, they, they don't have him swinging in Queens anymore. He, sw- he was uh, swinging all over like Manhattan. So yeah. like I think home sweet home would be like a... Uh, He's moving a out very, to New York. Yeah, like a very traditional Spider-Man-esque. Yeah, we, we never really even got a neighborhood Spider-Man in, in this series because he's already at the point where he's not... In the first one, Far From uh, Homecoming. That's true. Yeah, he's yeah. Running through like, the neighborhood. That one's the neighborhood Spider-Man. One. But this he's very... Like, he's already beyond that, I think, Spider-Man right? Oh, this one's like... Yeah, this one's like the stakes are multiplied, like the he, world he will the, end, apparently. Yeah, he something. took the mantle. He's like, all right, fine. Like, fuck it. Yeah. Jeez. We said fuck it at the same time. All right, final thoughts on Spider-Man. You know what that Homecoming. means we have to fuck it. I thought uh, we just it. said it. Oh, John already it? said his final thoughts. I mean, I'll say mine before Andrew says his. All right, so um, what I thought was... Go ahead. No, I thought it was still a really, really fun movie. They definitely... Um, I think at this point, Marvel capitalizes on the fact that we are incredibly Root. bought into the Marvel universe. Like, I can't imagine if we didn't know what Barf was to to watch this movie and be like, whatever. Um, so I think this movie, uh, definitely benefits from all the movies before it. It still has the heavy shadow of Iron Man and all the MCU. There's even a moment where they have to justify why the other superheroes couldn't come back to fight. And I think that's something that they're going to have to consistently deal with in all these standalone movies outside of Spider-Man as mm-hmm. well. Now that you've had Avengers yeah, movies. Like, why don't you just get the Avengers to come yeah. fight? So I feel like the stakes here are, they started off fairly low, but then became to some astronomic thing. But the themes of this movie is what really get me beyond the crazy visuals that we talk about right the the themes of this movie that play off of not just like anything political but just in the world of these superheroes what people believe and it's just wild to think about that and even just like what we believe as viewers and and what we're so gullible with the trailers what you see is not what you get that's true that scene wasn't even in the movie yeah lots of it and the the multiverse stuff tricking you the after credits the the villain not being who you thought it was gonna be it it is a reminiscent I think uh, uh, Watts says this of of like a teen spy movie like it's all about espionage conspiracy big government things agent Cody Banks yeah Woo-wee. <laughs> Woo-wee. Woo-wee, Rick. Woo-wee. Jeez, Jesus. Morty, we gotta, <laughs> got the multiverse, Morty. You can't trust it. There's something going on, Morty. Um, Andrew, what are your final thoughts before we go to plugs? Ooh. Um, yeah, Woo-wee. It was, it was one of my, uh, probably, probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. I don't think it's the best one um, because I think uh, that obviously still goes to Spider-Man 2 live action. 
and um, live action action um yeah uh, it was really really fun i think if you're a spider-man fan you'll love it but if you're not one it'll make you a fan um it'll make you want to go back into all of his lure and just the the way again like i didn't expect this movie to be able to uh trick um a lot of the viewers but uh, man apparently the reception's really well and everyone's really liking it breaking records and um yeah it was really really uh well done and uh, you know props to all the casting crew and uh John Watts, hopefully he returns for the third one. I don't see, I can't see why they would get somebody else for it um, now that he's got a really uh, winning track record. And I will say, uh, watching Cop Car, he definitely puts kids in danger a lot is like the thing that he does in his movies. Oh man, really? Cop Car is about these kids who steal a cop car and there's like a criminal in the trunk. Does he have children? If he does, you better run for your life. (laughs) I know. You showed me a trailer that he made called Clown. Yeah, I'm clown. sure he put. I'm sure he put. Um, yeah, clown danger there. Yeah, yeah clown, clown right? danger there. Yeah. Clown really to cool, town. Really interesting fellow. Really interesting fellow. Not an interesting concept for a movie, though. Sorry. <laughs> he. Uh, so the the whole idea of this Far From Home happened when they were doing the press tour for Homecoming, and they went to the roof of some building where they were hanging out, and people had Spider Man like uh stuff on their walls, but like behind it, you could see like uh, Europe and stuff, and they're like, that looks really neat. And it is kind of fun to see. We didn't really talk about Europe, but he goes, he travels a lot in this movie yeah. um, across Europe, and it's really kind of cool to see him there, like in yeah. a different place, when far it's, from home. Well, to me, it's one of the Marvel movies with the biggest casts too, of yeah. so many characters. Really even. diverse, right? There's a yeah. there's a uh, there's a Muslim student. There are a lot of eth- ethnicities represented in this movie. Yeah, and I mean, even from like um, the teachers, like Martin Starr and uh, JB Smoove. Yeah, yeah, exactly. New edition, really it, it, funny dude. Re- really funny, really Curb good. Your enthusiasm. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was, it was just an awesome, awesome film all all, all the way around. Ten stars up, five thumbs sideways, seven jalapenos. And this movie, certified fresh. Eight toes in your butt. Forward. <laughs> God. Um, let's toes. go to plugs. What do you guys have to plug? Ooh, pa, 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 pa. What do you guys have to plug? Um, listen to all your Delphin Pod uh, Network podcasts, especially Revenge of the Sequel, especially this one. Listen to all of them. Don't, there's no especially there. Listen to all this stuff. Um, listen to your Sticker Fridge Network podcast as well. Go over to stickerfridge.com. They got some cool stuff there. I think the... Um, by the time this releases, they had a really cool, interesting World Cup. Um, FIFA World Cup. World Cup. Uh, South Africa. Pool that they've obviously gone public with, so this yeah. looks really cool there. Mm-hmm. Um, they just won uh, United States, right? Champions. Yeah, US, yeah. yeah it's pretty cool. Um, now just to get them paid, am I right? Yeah, and just be on the um, lookout for more, um, more ROTS episodes. We should be heading those to you soon. We should be um, having a really cool... Um, you have lots of stuff in the future. I don't want to name them by name just in case they don't happen, but like, um, we have a lot of cool stuff coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, um, just if you love Spider-Man, I mean, Spider-Man's probably one of the biggest characters in Marvel history. So he's got a lot of comics out there and you know that I work at a comic book store. So head down to H and F and, uh, come by and see me. I can get you some really cool Elseworlds, uh, titles that if you're not into the regular Spider-Man, there was a recent, uh, graphic novel that came out and it was a what if issue of, uh, Marvel Comics, which they are making an animated or a TV show on the Disney plus, uh, streaming network. And, um, <clears throat> there was a what if, uh, 
Peter Parker's aunt and uncle got gunned down in the alley Oof. type thing, like a Batman thing, and he became the Punisher. So it's uh, you know, uh, you know, Peter Parker becoming the Punisher in a it's like a Spider Man esque suit. Yeah. So I mean, again, Spider Man Noir, Nicolas Cage. You know, there's there's some pretty cool uh, Spider Man titles out there that I mean, even stuff uh, including Mysterio and Craven and all your favorite Spider Man uh, uh, villains and heroes and supporting cast and all that. So heroes and fantasies, get down there, see. Andrew, baby. Andreas, Andreas. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, listen to all the different pod shows. We have some new ones coming out. Hopefully, soon we'll have a Star Wars themed show. Maybe coming out soon. Maybe, baby. Um, Want to get that in your ears? We'll still have Revenge of the Sequel. All that stuff's coming out, and uh, we'll we might have some more. Uh, Countdown to Infinity stuff. Maybe some previews of of other some shows. Ones, yeah. We might have some. I mean, this podcast isn't. Um, Again, I want to uh, let's thank everybody for listening. Thank you here. so much. Oh my awesome. gosh! Yeah. Wait, we're, no, no. we kind of came back to this kind of like a little casually. Yeah. Sorry, like we started the podcast. It was as no in big like, deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We started the podcast as in as in like a NBD. We didn't bring our BDE. It was NBD. Yeah, no big dick energy. Yeah. Oh, NBDE. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah. So um, it, and it uh, blossomed into something really amazing. Yeah, yeah. We're here at the end of the Infinity Saga. Really. Yeah, like it's this kind of we've counted down technically we can say that and we might count down even more yeah, de- yeah, de- we'll see what yeah uh, for the lion king we'll count down kidding. to lion king we're John gonna watch favreau we're gonna watch every lion king movie starting with lion king <laughs> and then we'll finish it by watching lion king <laughs> um but yeah we we want to thank every single person who um we've talked to and interacted with and who, who've downloaded yeah, mm-hmm. subscribed uh, who, who are still leaving reviews uh, for the pod, we this is the most successful podcast we've ever done. I think we're almost at around 200,000, 200 something thousand. Whoa. It's insane. Yeah, close to. So many people have heard us, and that's so fucking crazy. Wildy, wild. And I want to thank Geekdom Audio Lab for letting us use their really good equipment and the, you know, really fantastic studio. Yeah, thanks, Geekdom. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. So, bye bye. So, yeah, guys. Uh, see this is you. goodbye. Well, this is it. It's goodbye for now. We'll see you next time. Or you'll hear us. We won't see you. I'll see you. Yeah. If you go to patreon.com slash jumpmind, you can see us. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about Patreon. <laughs> Shit. Whatever. That's great. Later. I love that last picture of Pug. That was great. Yeah.